Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. start with a little bit of Arthur Lee and love. Um, they're punkiest, they're spunkiest, and they're sparkiest, huh? Now, I normally, when I come into the show, I have it all, it's all very, very uh, carefully uh, scripted, by the way, and all, all worked out meticulously. I've left my script somewhere, and it's it's making me very discompopulated, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll get on with that. If you want to give us a call tonight, 0344-499-1000, we are joined... By um, well, friend, I'm going to say it, friend of the show. I don't know if he'd consider that, and we may have words afterwards. But Matt Haig is here. Good evening, Matt. You've got to come nice and close to these microphones. Okay, is that right? Am I am I okay? Am you're I okay now. Here's the thing. Professional. Well, no, let's not, let's not get carried away. <laughs> here's the thing. I follow you on Twitter. You're one of I think 30 people I follow, and I saw um, lots of people saying you were in Milton Keynes today doing one uh, of your yeah, about five minutes ago. Flipping heck, man, that's miles away. Yeah, and we missed the train, so <laughs> we're very lucky to be here. We ran like Cinderella, yes, from the ball, and um, yeah, me and um, a publicity person from a publisher, and we were sprinting. We thought we've got to make the Ian Lee show tonight. It was, it was basically like Speed Three. Wow, was wow. there a Speed Three? Wasn't speed no, there wasn't. Speed Two was on a boat. Yeah, not so good, was no, it? Cruise, cruise control. Yes, but and and um, the gentleman in it, Bill or Ted, wasn't in it. What's his name? Reeves, Keanu Reeves. Reeves yes, was in Matrix. It. Yes, the Matrix guy. Um, what? So what? Th- this book tour that you're doing? Mm-hmm. You were at the South Bank Centre the other day, and we were going to come in, Kath, and then you know, you know, life. You know, you're yeah. aware of this life. I'm having at the moment a Fox's Glacier Mint as my. 
dinner. I haven't eaten since about 11. Some would, you like, would, you like some, would you like some no. chocolate and crisps? Thank you. Because we, we've got a machine upstairs. I'm happy, I'm happy to send Catherine with my card. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. say card. I mean, it's, it's crisps. Crisps works. Crisps. crisps. Any particular flavour? Um, uh, don't, don't offer him that so, because there's uh, not really a lot of options on the crisps. I want, you know, authentic Mexican tortilla chips, please, right. and fresh guacamole. Do you want a Coke or anything? Um, no, I'm good. You I'm sure? Good. All right, yep, fine. There I'm we fine. go. Further, look at this. You've changed. <laughs> this is, uh, You've this changed. Is Last time you came in, you didn't want anything. Now you're demanding crisps, mate. <laughs> I know. Sweet, Lord, just because you're friends with Stephen Fry and Benedict Cumberbatch, you've no. changed. I'm how- Elton John. <laughs> um, how? So tell me, the, the, the book Notes on a Nervous Planet is the new book. So you're doing a it tour is. to promote that. So what happens at these, I'm going to say the word shows. Is, I mean, is it? <laughs> That's a big word for Okay. It's me sitting in front of people, normally with someone to talk to. And well, you do similar things, don't you? Your, yeah, yeah. Your r- rabbit thing. Yeah, yeah, the rabbit thing. Glad yeah. you've been paying attention. <laughs> the rabbit thing <laughs> and um yeah i just talk and overshare overshare ian I, i'm i'm sure you're familiar with that word oh god yes <laughs> it's my life man it's my life i cried on tv in front of 12 million people yeah. what have you done <laughs> i know i i feel actually quite restrained when i'm with you Ian. No. It's, like, it's nice to have oh. you there i'm right we were talking about you today it was show uh, it was show i'll call oh. it a show yeah lots of people say um because you were very nice about um my other book reasons to stay alive yeah yeah and you yeah you got a lot of people to read it so thank you for that mister and also yeah just your 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 kind of like i don't know if you like this word but mental health hero aren't you because you're you sort of well or i don't know new masculinity or whatever i prefer that hero is a strong word which i would dispute but yeah i i would i'm i'm happy to say that i have represented certain aspects of perhaps a new masculinity and by that i don't yeah. i don't care less that i cried in front of 12 million people yeah <laughs> no and, and and it's amazing and and, and it's it's weird isn't it being male because like you're sort of conditioned um like it took me years to talk to anyone about mental health yeah. and now i can talk to you know yeah, crowded yeah. rooms or radio shows or whatever no problem but it's just crossing that threshold, isn't it? You, you stigmatise yourself. And um, I, I was, you know, I was a bit pathetic when I was younger. I was always trying to hide things mm. and disguise my emotional side. I have to be, it's funny, the oversharing thing is, is tricky. Without going into too much here on air, because screw you guys, we give you enough. But I have been in relationships where um, the other person has said, I wish you would stop saying all of this stuff this is private this mm. stuff and of course but keeping it private is what kills people mm. um and, and i think one of the great things of the last i don't know five years ten let's say five years is that the, the the stigma around you know everyone talking about it but perhaps specifically in the context of this conversation men is that it is it, it is so much more acceptable to to say i'm really struggling with life I don't get life today and I want to, you know, I, there are times I wish I was dead and, and uh, you know, I'm bursting into tears. There's still a lot of stigma around it. You've still got people yeah. like Piers Morgan who, you know, point and laugh and, you know, you get tweets and I get tweets from people saying, man up, that incredible meaningless, mm. man up and you're not a real man and all of that yeah. stuff. But it's certainly better than it was five years ago. Yeah, I think definitely people can name more people who talk about it. I, I, I was talking about this today. Like, if you go back, like, I first became, I had my full-blown 
breakdown i know that's not a medical term but that's still the best word i think for how i felt when i totally everything just sort of Mm. went wrong at once when i was about mid-20s and uh, yeah basically the people i had in my head then with mental health problems public figures were people who'd ended up taking their own lives because it wasn't really talked about So it gave it some sort of tragic inevitability. Whereas I feel like we are in a better culture. And people moan about, you know, almost see it as like a celebrity fad or something, don't they? And it's utterly ridiculous. I mean, we we are in a celebrity culture. So obviously the people you hear about with it are celebrities. Because by their nature, celebrities are people who are well known. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think we're getting there. I think we're getting there with the conversation. But I still I still feel the conversation is A, only the first step, but also I still feel there's a lot of stigma around and it's um, it's just shifting and taking different forms. And, yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know where I am sometimes. I'm sometimes making up excuses. Like, if I, if I can't do something for my mental health, I will still sometimes pull the flu card or... Yeah, yeah. You know... Um, you know, it's easier to say food poisoning than to say, oh, I'm feeling really scared slash sad or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. I love your new book, Notes Thank on a Nervous you. Planet. Um, I, I, I could have devoured it in a day, but I, I, I took my time with it. I, I read it over mm. three days because I knew I, I was going to dig it so much. I've given it away. I've given my copy away to my therapist, a brilliant guy called Chip, who I'll, I'll tell you about off air. But he's, 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 we were just talking. We've been talking a lot in these my sessions um, about kind of Twitter and my Twitter addiction and my worry about my kids, you know, where, where it's going to be. Do you think be. it is an addiction? Is that how you feel yeah. with Twitter? Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally. And uh, we've been talking about it a lot and both of our fears. He's a really bright bloke and he's, he's, he's into his addictions. And we, you know, both afraid. This is like we just we just put the key in the lock in terms of social media and the internet and stuff. You know, yeah. we haven't even opened the door yet to see what's on the other side. And I'm terrified about how it's going to affect my kids they're eight and six at the moment but it will affect them so i gave i gave chip a copy of the book i said look i've just finished this today man you need to read this and let me know what you think because it ties in with a lot of things and inspired by this book i've come off are you hello catherine hello uh, oh, wow I, you have got tortilla chips yeah i was joking <laughs> all the best foods are triangular aren't they she's the best isn't she yeah this is why i'm not letting her go anywhere she's sticking with me but um th- but you talk a lot about social media in this book um and about how it um uh, affects how we look at ourselves and how we interact with with ourselves and with other people around us yeah and it, 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 for a long time, I've been, I've been, I've recognised Twitter as an addiction. You know, the same way mm. I couldn't stop taking cocaine mm. because I, I, I hated myself. So I'd get a line of cocaine and I would do it and I would feel good. And then a few minutes later, I think, oh God, what have I done? I hate myself. I'm going to do it. It's a cycle. It's the same, exactly the yeah. same for me with Twitter. I, uh, doing a tweet for me is like doing a hit of coke. And I get a little thing and I go, oh, I've got to check how many likes and how many retweets. Yeah, it's is- real dopamine rush can, but you know. Yeah. And, and then the neuroticness and, and it's never quite enough is it it's no. never enough and so i think if you if you at the basic most simple level if you class an addiction as something you're doing like, like you know you don't really want to be doing but you're still doing and you can't help yourself doing it and it's getting in the way of things and it's not having a it's having a negative effect and that's addiction isn't it and mm. i think you know about simply it might be a, a a low level addiction it's not going to give you liver disease but it's still um addictive yeah oh, it- very much so and as soon as i finished your book i came in the next day to catherine and said man 
I'm not digging Twitter because I get very emotional about the, the, the tweets on there. And I said, and so we have, I've deleted it from my phone. I've deleted the app. Mm. We've blocked the website from my phone and Facebook. That wasn't such a simple, a bigger deal for me. But th- so I can't do Twitter on my phone. And Kath has put in a code so that I can't download any more apps. And the turning point for me, Matt, was I was out with my boys. I was out with my youngest. Did you stage an intervention? Guys? No, he asked me to. The times I've suggested it, he's always gone, well, let me think about it, let me think about it. It's, it's I was a case with, of being ready. I, I was out with my youngest, and he was climbing a wall. And I was firefighting, right? I was arguing with someone who'd had terminal cancer and had been cured and had totally misinterpreted something I'd said as a, as a dig at him when actually it was it was a, a, perhaps a clumsily worded yeah. attempt to connect with another human being. And so I'm firefighting this and I'm getting very upset and I'm getting angry and defensive. And my kid's on this wall going, Daddy, Daddy, look at me. And without even looking at him, angrily, I went, Not now, son, I'm busy. And I, the, the shame that I felt because I thought I'm not I'm, and I still couldn't stop arguing and it was just I just finished that book and, I, and that's when I went to Kath and said you've got to block this Twitter is there is some good in Twitter I've met you through Twitter I've met mm. some, some wonderful people around the world in Twitter but mainly it's not great is it? No I think a lot of what's you know I think it's not good I feel like you know the American president probably wouldn't be the American president without it I feel that um, it, it, it's out of all the social media forms, and I think there's problems with all of them. I think Twitter is run on negativity and divisiveness and anger. And within five minutes, people talk a lot about echo chambers and stuff. But what I think is, even if you're just following carefully selected people who are just like you, mm. which may or may not be a bad thing, within five minutes, you'll find something to be offended by because they're being offended by something. Yeah. So they're... Yeah. They're linking to Piers Morgan or whoever it is and getting irate about it. And before you've even thought about getting out of bed, you've got something to be really angry about. Your chest is going. And then then maybe you take the bait and you type the tweet and um, that anger sort of radiates from you into the tweet. And then it comes back at Mm. you. And what I start to realise is, because for ages I was thinking, I was arguing with people who are the opposite of me. You know, 2016, when the world started going a bit wrong and everyone was arguing, you know, you'd argue with some person with a flag avatar in Louisiana or wherever, and you'd, you'd be thinking, I'm the opposite of this person. But actually... Politically, you might be, but emotionally, you're just mm. reflecting each other, aren't you? That anger, you know, from outer space, it's just a load of hot energy. These mm. humans are creating a pointless anger at each other. What you, well, I love that the, the, if, you've, if you've read Reasons to Stay Alive, this is a similar kind of format. It is an, an unofficial sequel, I guess, in that some of the chapters are really short. And you have a brilliant chapter on about how to get out of bed oh, yeah. in the morning. Yes, and I, it's, I, roughly it's one, number one, you wake up. Number two, um, you che- you grab your phone. Number three, you scroll social media for 72 minutes. Number four, you sigh. Number five, you get out of bed. Or alternatively, you can miss <laughs> steps two to four. <laughs> and I was doing that literally. Uh, you know, it's not, yeah. 72 minutes, sometimes that was an under underestimate yeah. i could just lie there and, and and what i find is if it's by your bed and you're waking up at a silly time um you'll just have a little check yeah yeah and yeah, then, and then you sort of awake so what i try and do i don't do it every night but what i try and do is i just charge my phone in the kitchen now and it's 
that tiny little thing. But at least I have to go down and act like a human being and have breakfast and open the fridge and maybe get some sustenance mm. and get a little bit in tune with my old circadian rhythms or whatever they are. Yeah. I make a real effort, because I'm not living with my kids at the moment, I make a real effort, and this has been going on a couple of months, of partly because of moments like that with my boy, not now I'm busy. How do you sleep, Ian? Do you sleep? N- n- well, um, not brilliantly, no. I mean, the job can't help. No, well, I get home about two, and I listen to the radio for a bit, and I might read for a little bit, and then I try and I, I, normally by about half three I'm asleep. Mm. But um, I'm I'm not sleeping very well at the moment because of this divorce. Because I'm, I'm a few weeks away from buying a house, and the, I'm terrified of the money mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. So my sleep is awful mm-hmm. at the moment. Awful. I've got an eye mask that right. helps. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. But I find when I go and see my kids, I've made a real effort. I can't. I don't always do it, but I'm getting better. I've put leaving my phone in the glove compartment of my car, so it's not even on me. So I go in the house, or we go out to the park, and I haven't got haven't got the phone with me so it means i'm there i'm present i'm not even getting emails or texts or anything like that i'm present how are you kath with your kids your i mean your relationship with social media is slightly different yeah no one's bothered about arguing with me but into well i am you're very friendly though i try to keep it on we we sort of like yeah you 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 remain a degree of sort of professional i occasionally go (laughs) I occasionally, I occasionally go and I immediately feel guilty about it, but I try to, uh, I try not to go, I try not to go off on there, to be honest. Yeah. I try. Because once, once you, once you cross that line, you're in it, aren't you? Yeah. You're in, you're down the rabbit hole. Do you like winding people up though? I, um, I, I, I am naturally argumentative. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I grew up in quite an argumentative household. It wasn't majorly dysfunctional, but we were. It was a lot of heated debates, and I am quite argumentative. And there's a lot to be sort of angry about in the world, and there's lots of arguments just sort of dangling in front of your head. And but I'm very defensive. Mm. My worst trait is that I'm actually quite opinionated, but combined with quite a thin skin. Yes, there we go. I recognise that. You know, it's like you want one or the other. You don't, mm. you don't, you, you, it, I'd love to just be, and I see them as people who can just swagger on there, say their thing, they get a hell of a load of, you know, BS thrown back at them, and they don't respond, mm. and they just, and then they've got the next thing. Mm. Um, we'll take a quick break. 0344 499 1000 if you want to give us a call. Matt's going to um, have his crisps and chocolate like a good boy. <laughs> Um, but you're welcome to give us uh, to give us a call if you want. I tell you what as well, because yeah. I, I tweeted you. Like, I bought. I remember ages ago there was a young lady on Twitter saying, "I really want Matt Haig's book, um, Reasons to Stay Alive, but I can't afford it." So I, I just sent her a message. Saying, you're I, very kind. I said, "I'll buy it. I'll buy it for you." I, you know, she was a young woman. I thought it's helped me, and it's, and I say I've given my copy of this away to uh, to my therapist. I tell you what we do. We haven't got any books to give away. But 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 if someone nice phones in and I use that term very loosely, I I will send you a cop I will pay for a copy from Amazon or no from Big Green Bookshop. That's where I will pay for it. Uh, and I will get you a copy sent out of my own pocket because I think it's a cracking read and it's um it's very rarely is there books or albums these days as far as I'm concerned that I enthuse about and really want yeah. people to listen to or read. So if you want a copy, one wow. person only, guys. Let's not get carried away, for goodness sakes. Uh, 03- I spent all of that jungle money. 0344-499-1000. This is Talk Radio.
Take a trip into the alternate reality of late night radio. I think I'm in something like the Matrix, and so are you. The late night alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On talk radio. Hello. See, there are nice. I've got Matt Haig here and his new book, Notes on a Nervous Planet. I keep looking at it because I, I always call it Notes from a Nervous Planet. Mm. Where did you get the title from? What, 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 explain that to the, the listener that may have not read it yet. Um, well, the key word is notes. I thought if I put notes in the title, that frees me up to write any old thing in there. Put lists in there, Beautiful. shopping lists, you yeah. know. Um, I love tiny chapters. I like... I, I see no shame in easy reading. You know, I, I, the reader I always have in mind is myself at 24 when I was too ill to read anything. And I always think, is there a way of just sort of firing some words into my head uh, of that sort of brain? And so, yeah, notes on a nervous planet. I like it because it's got a lot of ends in it. Alliter- <laughs> alliteration. There we go. There's your English um, primary school lesson of the day. Um yeah, I don't know. And uh, what, Notes on Nursing, that was Florence Nightingale. Right, right. you got um, Bill Bryson, obviously, Notes yeah. from a Small Island. And, yeah, I just like Notes. You get nice people coming, like we do with the Rabbit Hole events. You get nice people I do, coming to nicest. your events. There's lo- always lovely tweets of very happy, slightly nervous-looking people. I think there's an overlap with us. I think there is. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um. And you you were telling us that, that you've you've had um, do you get a lot of people coming on their own to your show? Yes. Yeah, I thought yeah, so. Did tonight? Yeah. Because we we have we that. Do, yeah. And we all people were like, oh, I'd, I'd come, but I I don't want to come on my own. And we just go, look, we know that at least half the audience is going to be single. They're going to be people coming on their own, and it's cool. And you can sit down and talk to them yeah. if you want. If that fills you with fear, you can sit quietly at the back and then leave. You, you know, it's all. But yeah, that's 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 great. I think that you get that. I think there's a link between radio and books in that they're both kind of intimate. You know, people yeah. feel like. Mm you can really bond with someone like you know obviously you're putting your private self into the words of a page and they reading that you relatively you generally read in private don't you but radio is a very sort of private internet. Mm. yeah it's brain to brain isn't brain it to brain, yeah so you, people feel like close to you don't they and um yes but it, it is strange when people f- know you and think they know you mm. and you must get this Oh yeah, and you don't know them, but there's a sort of disconnect where they they're like all sort of huggy and wow, yeah, and, yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, hello, <laughs> hello stranger. Have you learned how to, to to react when people say, God, that chapter in that book, the humans, it, it spoke to me and it meant some, and then you did that book that saved my life. And do you, uh, have you learned how to react to no. those? Things? And I, for for a while, the reason to stay alive I was really bad as well. I felt a bit of a fraud because I was um, the book was doing really well. I was getting lots of emails and stuff, and I I was in the middle of a massive anxiety battle. I was hardly leaving the house. I was just walking around in circles, heart palpitations, everything. And people were saying, oh, your book really helped me. I was like, why can't my own advice help me? You know, mm. so I felt a massive, you know, I got over it. And the whole point of Reason to Stay Alive isn't that I'm preaching from a mountaintop. I was just sort of saying what happened to me and how I went from suicidal to not so suicidal. But, um, yeah, I, I still can't process it. I don't know mm. what to do. I can't mm. make eye contact with someone if they're sort of telling me that. And um, I don't. I think it's part of me that doesn't quite believe it. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's nice to feel useful, though. Because mm. generally, as a writer, you don't. But to have actually done something that 
has to some people some practical benefit you're getting better at recognizing when you're a bit wobbly either with anxiety mm-hmm. with anxiety primarily because I've, I've noticed on twitter a couple of times you've gone do you know what i'm starting to feel a little bit punchy here i'm gonna put this down and i'm gonna go i'm gonna go yeah. away for a bit and you go out yeah. for, i guess you go out for a run or you meditate maybe but so what do you do when you're starting to feel the wobble what works for you um, I can't meditate in. Right, I've not have tried it. Oh. I, I'm, I'm, I, I sort of do yoga, which yep. is as close as I get yep. to meditation. Whenever I try meditation, I almost, and I know it's stupid, but I feel like I'm failing at meditating. I feel like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they say I'll just allow the thoughts in, and I was like, no, but there's too many thoughts. I, 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 I'm coming last in the Olympics of meditation. <laughs> this is. I'm not. I'm doing it wrong. I'm failing at meditation. Yeah. I'm feel rubbish about myself. Um, what do I do? I d- yeah, yoga massively helps. If I'm on the brink of anxiety, I, and I don't do proper yoga, I, I just go onto YouTube. Right. And there's some nice American women, and they just do yoga for anxiety. So you don't go to a class or anything? Because I've tried the oh, class. No, I can't. I'm not. That, that would just tighten me up. Just yeah. being in a class. I've been done one exercise class in my life, and it was a nightmare. I've done a couple of yoga classes. Um, a handful, I'm not a member of that gym, gym anymore, but a handful, and I, it would be like 50 women, and I would be the only bloke in there, and mm. they would all seem to know what to do, and they were all, they could balance perfectly, and I'm sweating <laughs> yeah. and farting. Oh, it's horrendous. <laughs> but you, so you do it on, on YouTube? Yeah, I do all that at home. I, I, yeah, and um, my daughter is still, she still needs someone in the room with her on a night, because she's such a sort of... Um, worried about the dark and all the normal child things uh, but she likes the actual computer light being on right so i i put it and she likes the yoga videos because it's a sort of gentle sound so i, I put it on and i get her to sort of she sort of is lulled wow. into a state of relaxation oh that's great yoga tutors from austin texas <laughs> put, put your headphones on we have a couple of calls there okay. should be some there if you follow that cable round as well there'll be a little volume control we don't i don't know who these people are if they're for you if they're for us let us um let us find out let's go to ellie good evening ellie hi hi ian hi Kath. hello are you, are you gonna are you gonna say hello to matt or should we just ignore him and pretend yeah, he's not no. here? <laughs> how are you doing ellie you're right your books sound very interesting. Thanks, Kath. Mm. And I'm just wondering, have you have you read any Urquhart Tolle? Any Urquhart oh, uh, Tolle? Oh, um, now. Yeah, I I I'm aware, but I haven't. But would you, I I think you'd recommend him, would you? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I know the name Ellie, but I don't know. I've I've not read any. What? Who, who is he? What is he? Is um. I think he, he's living in Canada at the moment. Oh. He's moved around the planet, you know, doing his talks. And um, he's just kind of worked on himself and worked through a lot of pain yeah. into a place where he's, like, pain-free. Yeah. And he's not, like, adhering to any particular religion, but he takes, like, good sayings from the different religions that are deep and meaningful and yeah. is timeless, you know. Um, and it just makes a lot of sense. Sounds, it sounds good. Called <laughs> a new earth, yes. Yeah, so he sounds good. And Ellie, how Ellie, good. how are you doing? How's how's life going for you? Well, I've been, I've been suffering um, anxiety and depression over the years. Yeah. And um, I can feel it when it comes on, like the anxiety, like a sickness. Have you got any um, techniques that you yourself find useful with that stuff? Well, 
I try yoga as well and try and meditate too and go for walks. Walks are good. My Zen power walks. I love. I love a long walk. Sometimes with the dog. Sometimes without. uh, Sometimes with a with an audio book or podcast. Sometimes with just my thoughts. Man, it gets the creative juices. Constantly. I haven't done it for a while, but texting Kath, going right. We're going to do this, this, and next next week, and we're going to. I'll get a list like this and think, oh, he's been on a walk. (laughs) On the walk. Because it does. It's well, Ellie. uh, Listen, thank you for your call. Thank you, Ellie. Okay. All right. Thank you. Cheers. Bye bye. Let's go to Louise. Hello, Louise. Hi, how are the three of you doing? We're all right. We're all right. How are you doing, Louise? Hey, good. Yeah, not too bad today. Not too bad. Um, I'm just ringing in to say uh, about Matt's book. You want you want to, you want uh, me to buy you a book? Um, well, I actually wouldn't mind. Oh, but, fine. Um, I'll do it. I'll do it. I said I would, and I will do it because I think everyone should read this book. It's a cracking one. Oh, brilliant. Thank you. Um, but I want to say about the, the reasons to stay alive. Yeah. Um, I got that given to me by a close friend. Um, I haven't read it just yet because I want to read it all in one go. Oh. Or, you know, as as quick as I can, if you know what I mean. I don't want to start and stop it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, it was... It wasn't recommended to him, but he heard about it from you. Who, from me? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. good. Um, he found it absolutely amazing. Um, this is why it was given to me. I've suffered depression. I'll, you know, I've got the addiction issues now, but I've suffered from very bad depression from my mid-teens, um, hospitalised in my early 20s, you know, due to depression. Mm-hmm. Um so he felt that, you know, this could help me. So he has passed it on to me. I think he's passed it on to different members of his family. It is so one of those, but I, I, had a, I had a few depression. copies. I had a few copies of Reasons to Stay Alive, and I just kept handing them out and saying, yeah, I think you'll like this. I think you'll like this. Uh, I think we bought it for someone on the show once as well. I, just, I think you'll like this. And it's the same with this one, Notes on a Nervous Planet. It's um, You can devour it very quickly. It's a book I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy another copy for me because I want to keep going back to it. And it mm. just... Exp- it explains it's kind of like it's giving you instructions which it isn't but it just it just helped clarify a few of my thoughts on certain things that weren't making my life any better if you yeah. get my lizard like i can't speak for him but i think you know the way i picked it up was you know he passed it out to a couple of other people yeah. just to help them understand mental health Louise, listen. Send me um, uh, send me your address, and I'll I'll, I'll um, get a copy of that book sent over. Thanks, Louise, as well. Uh, thank fantastic, you. Matt. No, thank you because your book sounds absolutely brilliant, and I'm I'm so chuffed and so willing to do this for he's, for the next one. So he's thank a very you. kind man. Thank you. Thank you, Louise. Uh, you, you say I'm a kind man. I don't know if we go to this caller. Who is it? <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So let's see how kind I am. Uh, it's Ken in Newcastle. Good evening, oh. Ken. Good evening, Ian. It's a long time since I spoke to it you. It certainly no. has. You said you're never going to call me again because I was going to rot in hell. Ken, um, what, would you no, like no, to, no, no. what would you like to say to Matt Haig? Yes, I'm saying this for consideration. In yoga, my wife used to take part in yoga a long, long time ago, and that's everybody's choice. Yeah. But in yoga, they call upon a demon called Om. They gather right. in circles in some situations, <laughs> and they call out Om. Yeah. Om. And they're calling a demonic spirit into their yeah. midst. 
It is demonic, yep. and it will destroy you. Okay, right. Um, very dangerous. Very I, dangerous. I don't sit in a circle when I do it, and I don't actually say that. I, I just sort of listen to the nice American woman um, saying you might be stressed, so stretch out your hamstrings and stuff. I, no demons yeah. involved. I think you're doing yeah, it wrong. I am doing it. you're not suggesting... I can assure you it's demonic you're situation. You're not going to... You're not, yeah. Demonic. You're not yeah. suggesting, Ken, that simply by doing The Downward Dog, Matt Haig is going to go to hell. <laughs> That'd be a great film. It'd be entered by a spirit. I am suggesting to you, the corpse in love and concern for your life, you know, much of the depression that's in the world today is caused by demonic oppression. It's not all caused by demonic oppression, but much of it is. Yeah. And you don't mention that you don't mention mm. the demonic depression in either of your books, Matt. What, what, why did you li- deliberately leave that out? That's <laughs> the third book. Is it <laughs> reasons to um, exercise your demons? Okay. But exercise exorcism. Yeah. Well, well, Ken. Thank, thanks for, for for adding literally nothing well, well, to. This. If, I could, if I could just say this again, if you don't mind. Well, we Jesus do. can set us free from oh, our okay. problems in the matter. There's power in the name of Jesus. He okay. loves us, died for our sins, and offers us freedom. I think Jesus would be okay oppression. with yoga, though. I think he'd be There's all right. Power in Jesus, young man. Give Jesus a try. Read your Bible. Yeah. Call upon the name of Jesus to help you understand. Thanks, thanks so much. He, he wants to help you. Yeah. Th- thank you so much for your call, Ken. I look forward to the next God one. Bless you all. Thank God. you very much indeed. I yeah. do. I do get some of that. Some I've had that sometimes in events. Really? In, actually, in events? Yeah. There's someone early on with reasons to stay alive. People trying to sort of save you and saying it's all because you haven't read. Yeah. The Old Testament and stuff. Wow. Ken, I mean, Ken is Ken is one of those gentlemen. He's a real person. He hasn't called me for ages. No, because you're the Antichrist. I, Literally, that's oh, what he called you. He did you. call me the Antichrist. That was the last thing. And he's, he stands on the streets of Newcastle with a megaphone, you know, preaching the gospel, which is which is fine. It's great if it works for you. Unfortunately, it also makes him homophobic and Islamophobic <laughs> and all of that. Um, but it is. I love that about calling the demon on. Uh, I hadn't even considered that. <laughs> I hadn't even considered that a demonic. A demonic thing, and it is, and I haven't, I haven't got a problem with religion. If it works no, for people, then it's, it's groovy, man. You go for it. It doesn't work for me, but, but I'm kind of agnostic anyway. Yeah. I don't even think I'm an atheist. I, I, I'm open to anything, but it's just, yeah. I, don't, I, I think maybe I'm not open to demonic yoga. I don't. Think but it's it talk like that that does that, that that worries me in terms of mental health. You hear it um, yeah. uh, in a, a lot of uh, certain parts of Africa. That um, people who, young people who are schizophrenic or depressed mm. or bipolar, bipolar, it, it's considered possession. Yes, and, and they we've get still exercise. Got, well, we've still got that language, haven't we? We still talk about battling our demons. Yeah, and that's what it comes from, and um, we still have that degree of shame around mental health, which stems from that time of superstition, you know, and it's where homophobia stems from and everything, isn't it? it, it it's fear of something different and um yeah, people are scared people are rightly scared about um mental health, but it doesn't excuse the sort of silly stigmatizing that you get. We'll take a quick break. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The radio show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio. A couple of nice things on Twitter. Talking about Twitter. Um, India Knight, I don't know who India Knight is, tweet- is, but she just tweeted about the diver, um, John Volanthan, one of the yes. divers who rescued the Thai kids. 
and um, she just described uh, him at the airport. Uh, uh, John uh, Diver John Volenthan coming back from Thailand in his specs and Shaun the Sheep T-shirt and his colleague embarrassed by the cameras. What a great image that is. And then I found another thing on Twitter earlier on today. Um, Ash Sarkin. Oh, um, yeah. Did you see that with Piers Morgan? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'll play it, I'll play <laughs> it after 11. Brilliant. It was, it, it, you know. you know. And I'm I, now a communist after <laughs> this. <laughs> well, I'm and it was, it was on Good Morning Britain, a show I go on from time to time. And, I, and I've met Piers a couple of times, and I have to say, always very, very yeah. charming to me. As, you know, as, as people are yeah. very charming. Um but he does, he he can be obnoxious for the sake of being obnoxious. Mm-hmm. I think I can say that without losing work. And um, uh, uh, and he's he's having a go at this young woman who's protesting against Trump. Well, where were your, why weren't you protesting against um, Obama? I suppose you supported Obama. I'm a communist, for God's <laughs> sakes! <laughs> he was an idiot. He was like live Twitter. He was going off so and not good. listening, wasn't he? No, he yeah, and he, he wasn't responding yeah. at all to what she was saying. So that was his only argument. Yeah. Was an argument that didn't apply to her. Yeah. <laughs> and Susanna, Susanna's, Susanna's going, why didn't you march? I mean, so Susanna is so one good. of the yeah, so heroes good. of our age, isn't she? She's amazing. <laughs> so understated. She said to him, you can protest, you can disagree with things and not protest, and you can, yeah. you can yes. do these things. You don't have to there protest. are levels. Yeah. She's great, Susanna Reid, one of the nicest human beings yeah. in the world. What is she doing with that guy? Yeah. I think she's with him. <laughs> oh, are they not? No. I think I've misunderstood. Television. <laughs> yeah. I've misunderstood well, TV. <laughs> 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 oh, no, you shattered my dream. I thought it was like um, Jason and Kylie. <laughs> you mean you Philip and Tess Polly? Tess is bearing up so well. Oh, God, that's <laughs> <the> awful. Uh, I'll tell you another thing I'm doing on Twitter, and I caught myself, uh, is, is, I'm not using, so I'm, I'm off it during the day. I check it when I wake up, I check it when I come into work, I tweet about the show, because you need it for this. But I was thinking about, also, I can tweet, I can help out people who wouldn't necessarily get help. It's like when I said, oh, I'll, I'll order that book from Amazon. No, I won't. I'm going to order it from Big Green Bookshop, mm. because um, we've had the guy on, whose name escapes me. Is it Simon? Simon. Simon. Yes. Yes, we've had is. him on the show. I've been in his shop and oh, done a show. It's where we, we did a lovely, pretentious piece of performance art, <laughs> where I got an audience of about 30 people, and I played the radio in the dark for an hour. Just just retuned a radio, stopped on a station, went listened to it for a few minutes, then went to another stage. Oh, it was wonderful. Wonderful. In Simon's shop in I, Wood Green. I did an event in Wood Green with Simon, and I'll, I'll mention it here because it was quite comical. This was um, before Reason Stay Alive. I wrote a book called The Humans, and we were doing the event. And um, it was in the back room of a pub. Right. And there was about nine people in the audience because that's the sort of mega crowds I was attracting. And um, we were thinking, oh, we're going to make double figures here because someone came through the door and she just said, right, as the event was underway. Uh, is, am I in the right place for Alcoholics Anonymous? <laughs> in the back room of a pub? <laughs> yeah, it was actually in the pub. That's what made it real. And um, we said no. But uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> well, he's, end one of the, of he's one of the good guys. So instead, yeah, of, instead of tweeting the links to Amazon, which I always do, I'm going to tweet the links to his shop. You know, if people want to fight, yeah. you know, if people go, well, I don't want to order from this guy, I never have it. They can go, they can type it into Amazon themselves. And it's just small things like that, that where I think maybe I can make a little bit of a difference. I hate Twitter. I really <laughs> don't dig it. Yeah. Um, the book is Notes on a Nervous Planet. Mm. Um, it is it's a cracking read. Uh, you're about halfway through it, Catherine. Yeah, I'm, you can see my Is that, is that yours? <laughs> is that your copy there? Yeah. Oh, flipping it. Look. Okay. Don't lose a page. Yeah. 
I'm just looking at the page because it's interesting to know the boring bit where you stop reading. <laughs> the guy fell okay. asleep. <laughs> what was lovely yeah. is you've got some tweets in there from some of your followers. Yeah. And the joy of because they they would read the book and go. Oh my god, I'm in Matt Haig's new book, this is brilliant, and do a little tweet about yeah. it. It's delightful. I like to be inclusive. I think, you know, but one thing about the internet age is that it, it's brought writers and other people down from their lofty perch and they can just sort of back to the campfire yeah. Yeah. and just sort of talk on a level. And I, te- I te- you know, some people are snobby about it, but I test out titles, uh, content, all kinds of things. And um, I like that. I like the in- interaction with readers. It's just the other stuff, the sort of political squabbling, the neurotic checking, the, you know, ha- everything. It's almost like we're, we're putting our emotions and our personalities on this sort of stock market mm. of ourselves. It's emotional stock market and the numbers and everything yeah. start to matter, whether it's followers or how many people shared things. And, you, you know, I, I'll ha- I, can, I still can't do it where I, I, I put a an update or a tweet out there and i have to check but it's getting a response because i think yeah i can't leave something with like no retweets i'd just be <laughs> that'd just be terrible <laughs> and i've really got to watch that so you don't follow your own no suggestions oh. then well I, I i'm getting better the reason i wrote this book in wasn't because i had all the answers it was because mm. i was getting into a mess and a pickle right and i wanted to understand why and what is therapeutic for me and what's been increasingly therapeutic is understanding how my mental states aren't ju- it's not just like a random lottery of the mind it's made worse and better by interactions yeah. how i interact how i live we we all understand that about physical health we all understand that lifestyle impacts our physical health but we don't talk about mental health in the same way and um so it's not you know obviously i'll cut down on the summoning my yoga demons but there's other stuff that i do that bring bad stuff and generally it's not yoga and it's more like weekends ruined because i've said something stupid online i once said uh and it was before kanye west said it so i think i'm a bit of a trend wow i say (laughs) nothing um trump related but uh, i said um anxiety is my superpower Remember it, yeah, yeah. I seen you got flack for that. I got flack for that. And I wasn't meaning anxiety's great. Everyone should have anxiety. I wasn't meaning mine's a little low-level anxiety. I was actually in a state of anxiety, having panic... I know, you know, I had panic disorder for three years, so mm. I do know what I'm talking about. I was meaning that, um, you know, it gives you that sort of sense... When you, there's a point in recovery where you're, you're sort of hyper-alert and you sort of feel, you know... And I was trying to reframe it in my mind because one of the tricks... I do myself and what got me over panic attacks was reframing it because mm. you start having a panic attack and then you're panicking about the panic attack so I almost pretend I want to have a panic attack right. and see it like a test you know yeah um my own psychological bush tucker trial or whatever <laughs> which I won't compare to an actual one but you know I just sort of say come in you know panic come in and like say okay and Obviously, it takes a bit of work to be like that. But the thing, I, I realised the thing that was keeping me having these mega long panic attacks was I was trying to escape them. Right. So it's always about accepting. But so what did, what were people saying about your tweet then? Because Twitter doesn't, you're not allowed a mistake on Twitter. You you no. you, you, you tweet an ill-conceived idea or, or half a thought. I certainly and, do. Well, <laughs> this is what I'm funny. But then 
then that's it. Then then that's your thing. That's your thing for yeah. the next year. But ah, yeah. But remember when he yeah. tweeted oh, this? People are still off of me. I, I, yeah, there's some like bloggers, book bloggers. I, I once did a stupid tweet about book bloggers. I don't know why mm. I chose to pick on them. They're not exactly, you know, the oppressors of the universe. But I, I said something about book bloggers always writing positive reviews, and you know, it's because they just want free books. <laughs> 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 and, uh, but still, uh, I, 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 I totally distanced myself from that former comment. But I, um, yeah, I, people who still don't talk to me from one tweet in 2013. But anyway, there you go. But it's weird how it's just sort of set in stone. Yeah, you were going to say well, something. The other thing is about Twitter is, and, you know, I kind of watch what you do sometimes. <laughs> yes. think, well, I mean, but, you know, I've done it as well. In the early days when I didn't really understand what it was and didn't really understand that I was playing with fire. Yeah, yeah. You put something that someone misunderstands, it's always going to be your fault for not being clear enough yeah, to yeah. everyone else. Well, you should have said it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there'll always be someone who'll explain to you what you mean. Yeah. That guy who was explaining to me the other day your act. Oh, God, yeah. He was and then telling when he got Catherine caught out, what he, my, my act is. And then when he got caught out, he got very hurt about it, saying that we'd like, duped him. He's like, well, you started it. <laughs> you started it. Um, let's, go to, let's go to Reed. Good evening, Reed. Hello. Hello, Reed. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, fine, thanks, Reed. What you got for us? Um, just the first time I've called it, and I just wanted to call him. Hey, nice one. Is is is, is there any particular reason? Anything you want to say or do or? Uh, I just I just really wanted to talk to you, too, sir, about uh, anything. Well, okay. Well, I tell you what. Let's. I, let Let me ask you. How is your life going? It's okay, not great really. My grandpa passed away not that long ago. Oh mate, I'm sorry. How how long ago was that? It was Saturday night. Oh, so oh. that's that's fresh. Oh man, I'm sorry. Were you close to him? Yeah, very. Yeah, I think the whole family is very close to him. Yeah, of course. And how well? How are you? Forget the rest of your mum and dad and everyone else for a second. How are you do- doing? How are you feeling about all that? I'm fine. Yeah, really. It's I've sort of got over it by now. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, 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 may I may I offer um, a little bit of my experience with death? Yeah, go ahead. Um, as I've got older, and I've, I've still been lucky. I've still only lost a few people, um, but uh, I've often thought that I've got over something very quickly, and then maybe at the funeral, or maybe six months later, or a year later, when I'm watching a film, it can just be it, late. It can catch me out later on and i I realized actually maybe i'm not as completely over as i thought and perhaps i was suppressing it i'm not suggesting that's what's happened to you reed but i'm just just you know offering a heads up as an old man that that you know just be prepared that maybe something else will pop out of you at some point yeah okay man um anything else reed before i before i move on because we're we're we've only got a couple of minutes left with matt and um I should probably name his book again, just so people know what to buy. No, that's just thanks. All right, mate. You give us a call any time, okay. fella. Okay, right. Thank you, Reid. Ta-ta. Talk to you later. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. What a nice, nice young person there. You see, we sometimes we get nice calls. Um, notes on a nervous planet, Matt Haig. So this is done. This is... Yeah. D- how long ago did you finish this? April. Hey, flipping it. That's... Just... That was the last edit. Because wow. we wanted to keep it as up to date, and all that Cambridge Analytica stuff came up, and we wanted to put that in, and there was all kinds of different things we wanted to just keep it fresh. So, okay, I, I thought if you'd finished in September, maybe you're already kind of a bit bored of talking about it, but it's still yeah. It's, it's still still in my head. Okay, so what is what is next? 
How, how does it work for you? I think I've asked you this before, but how does it work with you? Have you got, the, you started the next book? Have you got ideas? Yeah, I can't write on book tour. I, I've got a deadline for the end of August and I'm going to be so over, uh, you know, overdue with that. Um, I am writing a children's book about a girl who's got telepathic powers and she hears all the thoughts of animals. And I've Fantastic. got, uh, um, your, your Christmas books, by the way. Man alive, they, they are, you, you've created traditions yeah. in our house now with oh. those books. They've got to get dug out and read every year, man. <laughs> so we love those. Yeah, there's a little, there's a character in those Christmas books called The Truth Pixie, and I've written a little story for younger people called The Truth Pixie. Brilliant. Um, yeah, and I've also been writing some songs. Oh, yes. Now, with the fella who was in, he was in Razorlight. Andy Burroughs. And yeah. he was also, he was in the uh, Ricky Gervais film, wasn't he? Yeah, I he, think. He's, he was in the he's, band. he's the drummer in the Ricky Gervais band, and he wrote some of those songs. I don't know if that's his proudest moment, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> it was, I, I've got to be honest, it was a stinker of a film, and that's not any judgment on him. That film, yeah. I went to the premiere of it, and it's like, oh, my God. But, yeah, I saw you've done songs, and you got yeah. a record deal. He, he, like, he was the one who came in in the second album of Razorlight, so he, you know, America, that was him. Yep. That was his, uh, wrote that. And, um, yeah, no, he, he just contacted again twitter yeah good thing about twitter here um he contacted me saying that he'd read his daughter um a boy called christmas and thought would be it would be some sort of synergy he probably didn't re- use that word it's probably because i've got david brent in my head now. but um <laughs> there was, you know there's something there so it, it was lovely because i was just writing these um lyrics it took me about 20 minutes a song a bit different to writing a book yeah and then that later that day he'd send me some phone recording of something he'd just done and wow. he's, he's uh, yeah he's like 1970s yellow bit road sort of yeah. piano melodic kind of stuff we've only got 30 seconds left but in that 30 seconds what's it like because writing is obviously a very solitary yes. experience what's it like working with someone else I don't think I'm very good at it generally, yeah. but uh, so but with him it was okay. Where I found it hard before is screenwriting. I've done some screenwriting. I worked a little bit on the first Paddington film as well. Yeah, I found that really hard because you sort of like you've got to um, compete with a lot of sort of alpha people. Yeah, and get yeah. Your those writing writing. rooms. It's, it's a yeah. battleground. Uh, Matt, we're out of time. It's so lovely to see you, man. Thank you for making it. it. I know beautiful. you've had a busy day, and it's, it's a rush. The, the the new book is Notes on a Nervous Planet. You can get it from all your usual book supplies. Waterstones have got loads of lovely displays of it up and down the country. Um, at Matt Haig one on Twitter, which I keep forgetting. We'll be back after the news. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Show charms, and each girl in my. 
Love a bit of love. Uh, thank you, Matt Haig. Um, uh, uh, always, um, always a nice vibe in the studio yeah. when he comes in. A really nice vibe. Let's get rid of that vibe. Let's invite Alan Caddick onto the show. Good evening, Alan. I'm not happy. Whoa, whoa. Alan is down. What's the matter with you? Oh, Alan is down. What's the? Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I feel like I've I've written a classic reggae song from the 1970s. This song doesn't exist, but I've written it. Here it goes. Oh, Alan is down. What do you matter with you? Oh, Don't do the I'm doing like reggae. Don't like, do the but imagine I'm like Carl Douglas or someone. Whoa. Can, can, if there are any reggae producers, if Lee Scratch Perry is listening, uh, here's this. I'm going to give it to you. You go make a dub mix. Here we go. Just be quiet, Alan, because this, this, this could be big for me. It could be a big, big moment. This is my reggae crossover. Oh, Alan is down. What the matter with you? Oh, Alan is down. What the matter with you? Oh, Alan is down. What the matter with you? He's woman. She go run away. I want to ask Matt a question. Go on. Go on then. I want to ask Matt, is autism linked to mental health? Oh, well, he's not a doctor. So he may not know. But I'm I'm sure I, I think everything is linked to mental health, Alan. Yeah, because I don't want to fully understand my Asperger's syndrome fully. Um, well, again, he's not a doctor. But I wanted his opinion on it. Okay, but <laughs> okay, but it, that that contradicts your previous question. Um, he's not he's not a doctor, um, so he can't he wouldn't have been able to answer things like that. All right. Yeah, maybe maybe go and see a doctor or, or go- Google it. Google a nice book about it. Yeah. Or maybe I could write my own book about myths of autism. Oh, mate, I tell you, there would be so many people, including me. I would love to read a book by you, Alan. And that's not even me joking. That is genuine. I would love to read a book by A. Caddick. Interesting. So, how do I go about... The next thing is, how do I go about writing a book? (laughs) Now, Matt could have answered that question, actually. Let's go. Can can we get Matt back? He could... I don't know, man, because I've tried to write a book, Alan, and I've got about... After four years, I've got about 30,000 words. I'm still 50,000 words shy of a book. Enough hours, man. I I don't... I I don't know, because I've tried. Have you tried? 
Send it to me or read it to me. I can read you the only paragraph. But you've only written one paragraph. No, because I, I can remember the opening paragraph. Here we go. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. Alan Caddick's Bond story. Have you got the Bond music. I have always got the Bond music to hand. You know me. Um, hang on a minute. We need the gumball first. All right, hang, all right, all right. Hang on a minute. Bond opening theme. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here it comes. Here it comes. All right, this is it. Here it comes. Oh, it's an advert. Three, two, one. Here it comes. Here we go. Here comes the. Here it comes. Here it comes. It was a cold, windy night in Swapsa. James Bond was lurking in a graveyard when suddenly he turned because he thought he heard something. He slowly hoisted out his Walter PBK and turned around slowly. And then a voice said behind him, I've been waiting for you, Mr. Bond. He turned around and saw Goldfinger standing in front of him. He said, what are you doing here? I said, I have come to take you out, but I am not alone. Then he came, as he was coming towards him, Nick Knack, Teehee, and Mayday was coming in other directions to ambush him. When suddenly he woke up, what if a dream or the beginning of a long nightmare? Well, if he woke up, it was just a dream. Well, no, but was it the beginning of a long nightmare? Well, it may have been the beginning of a short nightmare, but he woke up, so it ended. No, but that was a pre-title sequence. There's no relation to the actual plot. (laughs) (laughs) You idiot, of course. Ian, stop interrupting. What was he doing loitering in a graveyard? Because his wife, he was visiting his wife's grave. Oh, yeah. Oh, very, Sad that, wasn't it? Very macabre. Uh, well, Alan, do you know what? It's a yes from me. I would, if you, have you actually got it written, typed up? I've, I've got a hard copy at home. I'd, mate, you've got to get that to me. We've, we have got to read that on the air. Please, please. Okay, I'll, I'll dig it out and I'll, I'll send it yeah. Bless you, brother. Thank you, Alan. Take care, mate. Thank you. Ta-ta. There we go. The classic dream awakened ending. <laughs> there's there's your, your video for tonight, guys. <laughs> there's your video. Send that. Do we know, um, speaking of books, do we know if, if has Gerard been in touch about the logbook? No. The logbook for those new to the show. It's, <laughs> I've it's, abducted it. It's um, a book where, which we are sending out to the listeners. We sent it out to Eben, was the first one, a couple of weeks ago. And Catherine and I don't want to look in it until New Year's Eve. And we want you to keep track of what is happening on the show for us. And we're trusting you to do it and to do it properly. Don't put swears in because we, we might, you know, kids might fill it in and stuff. So don't, you know, don't but we're trusting, we're trusting you to put in what is happening in the show, and nothing else, no fiction. Um, but we sent it to Gerard last week. He'll have it by now. Yeah. Um, he's not phoned up to say, oh, I've got it. And to be honest, Gerard is not a particularly regular caller. So I bet, I bet, I bet Gerard is Scott Mills. I bet, <laughs> I bet he's Scott Mills. And and the, next week, Scott Mills is going to be doing the Scott Mills logbook. It's a lot of fun. 
Um, so, Gerard, if you're listening, buddy, where the hell's our book, man? Let's go to Jonathan. Good evening, Jonathan. How are you doing, Ian? You are, mate? I'm very, very well, Jonathan, yes. How was that heart attack? I see it was very stressful for you and you got through it, okay? It was, uh, it was, it was, it was a dark time, man. It was a dark time. I'm all right. Uh, I'm uh, we're all through it now. We're, we're, we're feeling your pain. We're feeling your well, pain. You, 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 weren't, you weren't feeling the pain. That's the thing. Only I could actually feel that pain. But I appreciate your, your words of support, brother. Thank you. Thank you so uh, much. Do you remember me, though? Are you like this, man? Sorry? Throw me aside. Talk the piss out my alcoholism. Made a, a I, remember, I remember this guy. I remember this guy. He's an asshole. I can't understand no, what no, you're saying. No, 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 no. I can't no, understand what you're saying. We always got on. We always got no, on. No, we didn't, Jonathan. You're an obnoxious prick. No, not really. Yeah, really. I, I was never. I was never the one to like. Yeah, you know, yeah. okay. make it personal. Like, well, you, except except everything you said was it was a personal criticism of me, Jonathan. How would you like to attack me this evening? No, not at all, Ian. I've seen you come strong. You've been through a lot of stuff. You know, and you're fine now. And then um, it's respect for you now. It, it is respect. Okay. Okay. I always admire someone who's come through so much uh, personal owl attacks and uh, um, suicide attempts well, and you, the rest of it. Well, but, I've never actually had a suicide attempt, but thanks. But uh, you, you've always had respect for people who've come through owl attacks, have you? Well, that's great to know. I'm starting. <laughs> I'm starting a survivors group um, for. Uh, uh, what was it? Stowy owl, brown owl. Which one? I don't know, mate. I didn't which see one? it. I didn't well, which see one? it. Which one? Which one was you? I don't know, mate. Cool against. I don't we know, mate. Take these owls on. I don't know. It was. It was. It was. It was behind me. Donald Trump is coming into this country he's, now. He's in this he country. Being, he needs to be aware of these owl attacks. We need to know what kind of owl. Anyway, are I'm in. starting. I'm starting a support group called Oats. That's owl attack terror support. Um, and if you have been affected by any How of these... it? Where were you? I just wanted to know the area, because I don't want to go there no more, you know. It was a little uh, lay-by. It was a lay-by off the A40, which, <laughs> I, which I later found out... You is, weren't dogging, were you? I later found out it was a gay cruising spot, and I did not know that. <laughs> I did not know that when I went there. This is the Jonathan I like, Come on. You're, you're, Jonathan, you're Jonathan, I'm Ian, and you're also drunk. Um, it was uh, it was a gay uh, cruising area. I went there because I'd just come back from New York City. It was the first bit of greenery I saw. And, um, okay, and I'll address an issue that was raised online. The reason I had yeah. my belt loosened is because I had terrible indigestion from all of the aeroplane food. As you do, as you do. Yes. As you do. So yeah. anyone, you... anyone trying to make this into some kind of sexual adventure, um, you better have a good lawyer. <laughs> Ian, respect. Man, you're doing it. You, you're going to get that place on Channel 4 plus one, um... Well, E4. well, if you if you're on channel F- channel four plus one, that means you're also on channel four. So, but I don't I don't oh. I don't particularly want to be on TV anymore, Jonathan. Why is that? Because I don't I don't particularly like it. It's like it's like. Right, but you were good. You were good. Oh, I'm the best. You had. I'm the best. No, you you, you had that. You I'm had the best that talent. I'm the best. You had that talent. I'm you know best. what? Uh, you, and, 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 sorry to interrupt you, but you seen that uh, thing resurfacing now where Ali? Really, really no. Does. So, sorry, that, um, where Ali G is going against Donald Trump? No, he's not. Uh, Donald. No, no. Did you see that clip? No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I saw that back in the day, man. I used to, I used to host the show. Jonathan, yeah, I know you did. Thank, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no. But Jonathan, you, Jonathan, Jonathan, him. Jonathan, you send out a very toxic vibe. Can, can we, can we get to the <laughs> thrust? Can we get to the thrust of this call? Because I really want to talk no. about the Builder Bear. What that one where they're doing it for a pal? God, they've got them kids got massacred. The kids being stamped on, no. they're being all walked over. No. You know, like people no. in the fifties being massacred. Okay. It's, it's, it's not great. It's not what, great. What is your no. drug of choice tonight? Because I don't think it's booze. 
Oh, heroin, heroin. We've, we've gone on. It's cheap these days. It's very I, cheap. Yeah, it, yeah. I'm getting a, I'm getting a, I'm getting a cokey vibe off you. A coke, really? That's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, but no one, no one does that these days. You've been for that phrase, haven't you? Oh, God, no one does that. He's right. I've been through that phrase. Yeah, but everyone, everyone, Jonathan, everyone I'm going to let everyone. you go, mate. Um, thanks okay, for your call. Have a nice Andrew. Cheers, Ian. There we go. Noxious person. And he'll ring back and back and back. Of course he will. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh we've got Angela next, followed by Andre, um, unless someone good calls him. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Um we'll be doing a phone in later on. Apparently lots of people yesterday were raising the question that maybe Gareth Southgate should be sacked. Well, I say no. I think we should uh, the second he gets off the plane, he should be knighted. Sir Gareth Southgate, and everyone that was yesterday questioning whether he should be sacked, well, I think those people should have their heads chopped off. Whoa, hang on a minute. Jihadi style. Uh, whoa! 0344 499 It's hard to disagree. Well. Huh? Huh? Let's well, go. heading, though. Let's go. It's, it's the least they deserve. You, 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 you should hear what I, what I want to say, but I can't say. Because I'm too busy going through the Facebook pictures of a girl that I know. Her name is Angela. Looking at your pictures on Facebook and I'm playing with my down right, below. That that That's a bit much, mate. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Um, it doesn't mean it, Angela. It's based on a true story. No, I'm all right. <laughs> Hello, Angela. Hiya, Ian and Catherine. How are you tonight? You don't have to talk about Catherine if you don't want to. It can just be me me and thee. Okay. Mm. I've got a question for you. Um, I think I'm free. Right. <laughs> I just want to know, what do you think of physical depression? Of what? Physical, to mental health depression. Dif- say, di- what do I think of? What? Say the first word. The physical. 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 Yeah. Physical depression. I don't know what that... What do you mean by that? Well, because of my joint problem and everything, sometimes it affects my mental health and it goes both oh, together. Okay, so if... So, uh, uh, have I got this right? The, the, the depression that is caused by physical weaknesses? Mm. Is that Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. I had it really bad last week. Yeah, I bet that sucks. Mm. And, um... Uh, that's a, that's a tough one, man, because it's, you know, with a lot of physical things, you can't do nothing about it. And I know a lot of people with degenerative diseases like MS and Parkinson's and stuff suffer from depression. And, um, partly because of, of the, the, the weakness that is in their body. Um, and there's not, there's, there's not, they don't have as many options open to them as able-bodied people do. How do you cope with it, Angela? Um, I cope a bit with my hobbies and I'd, um, like do, I do a lot of knitting and stuff like that. And uh, get my colouring book out, get different, oh. like I do a lot of colouring. We do a lot of adult colouring. I don't know if you've got it in your libraries, but we do um, an adult colouring mental awareness. Hang on a minute, yeah. you can't colour in library books, can you? No, 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 just adult colouring books from the... You know, adult cuddling books. Cuddling books? 
Colouring books. Colouring books. Oh, yeah, but, mm. yeah, but, but, but what well, you can't colour in a library book. You have to take in your own books, surely, don't you? Yeah, you have to right. take, take our own, but they supply some pictures for you as well. Oh, do they? Oh, that's uh, good of them. Yeah. This is why we yeah. need libraries, guys, because, um, you know, libraries are the only places... Uh, can we think of anywhere else, right? As far as I'm aware, libraries are the only places where it is free to hang out that enrich your lives in so many different ways. Can we think of anywhere? Can you think of anywhere else, Angela, that's free to hang out? Lay buys on the M40. No, come on, man! Stop it. Um, I go out with my friends and and I go out. Um, I like to go swimming and stuff like that. You have that. to pay for that. Uh, I don't mind. We got um. Let Port Leisure. Okay. Here's mm. okay. the thing. There's there's a near us, sort of Bracknell way. So it's not that near. But there's um, it took them two years to build it. There's like a super swimming pool with like about a dozen water slides that come out of the building and swirl up all of this stuff. Right. I'd love to mm-hmm. go. But the queues are going to be nuts there. The queues is going to be it's going to be eighty percent urine. <laughs> and and also the cues are going to be nuts, right? Why can't I have like a Michael Jackson ability to get them to open this swimming pool just for an hour and a half, just for me and my kids? What what is what's, what's wrong with that? It's not much to ask, is it? Is it? We're getting a new one in Coventry. No, it won't be open till next year. Exactly, the one, and it's the hot one now. Yeah, the one that's very old is being knocked down because it's been there years. You'll have to stand um, in the sink and get mm. someone to splash you. Okay. <laughs> I lost women. Uh, mm. I, I, I used to. I don't really see the point of it now. I find it really boring. Mm. But also, since I've had kids, it's never swimming. It's just been being attacked with water. Oh, but you could go for a swim on your own one afternoon. Could. And I've done. And I I've used contemplated to contemplated it. I used to enjoy swimming as a means of keeping fit, but now I just I just get changed and I just see my big fat belly and I just think, oh, you, oh. and then I hate it. I hate it. And but then no one's looking at you. Everyone's well, no, they are worrying about themselves. No, they are looking at me because I'm that knob who ate those strawberries. So of course, they're <laughs> looking at me. The, the last time I was swimming with the kids, all the, the 16, 17, 18-year-olds, secu- what they call security guards, lifeguards, were, like, nudging each other and looking at me. Ian, they've seen you eating a pig's fanny. What are you worried about? Um, just I just don't like being looked at. I just don't. I, don't, I, I want the... the, the I, I just want to be anonymous. Oh. <laughs> did someone... Did you just hear me have an idea there? <laughs> <laughs> Angela, hang yeah. in there. You're a good egg. Okay, thanks, mate. Take care of yourself. See you soon. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is why libraries are so important. Right? I love libraries. I've always loved libraries, except for when I was six and I got chucked out for making a noise. Kicking the door, weren't you? Well, I was making a noise indoors, and then I went outside, and there was a big metal ring against the wall that you're supposed to tie dogs to. And I was banging it, banging it, and the, the woman came out and told me off. And my mum was, my mum just stayed in the library. What a cow. <laughs> Um, but I used to love libraries, and I still love libraries, and, and I'm looking forward to when I move to finding the nearest library and signing up there and, and being really enthusiastic for a month. They're not going for ages, then remembering it and taking the key, all of this stuff. I love it. And there is so much you can get out of it. You've got books, you've got the internet, you've got your DVDs and your, your CDs, you've got your, your adult 
colouring in there, which is I had I didn't know. I would often go in and just just um, ponce the Wi-Fi and just sit there and do a little bit of work in there. Um, th- there's the, the 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 one in Windsor. They've got one of those Amazon delivery drop-off oh. points in there, and you get me. You know, there's a knitting. I had to clear the table once because a knitting group had booked the table. Fantastic, right? And it's free at the point of use. Obviously, taxes and all that. It's free. And they want to close these libraries. But I genuinely... Okay, I've got one. I I can only think of one other place, and it's this is a bit specialist. I can only think of one other place where it is free to go and you get loads out of it. And the place I'm thinking of is like um, the playground, the park, you know, with the the, the kids and stuff. And you've got to have a kid for it to be worthwhile. Museums. A lot of museums. Yeah, there. yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But the museums in smaller towns are often not very good. No. It's, you have to go to the Londons for the science and the natural history or the Manchester. You, you, you've got to go to the big cities. Yeah. Although that one we went to in Tring was a belter. Which one did we go to? What's Tring? Tring Museum with the um, dressed fleas. Oh, yeah. Well, the, well, the dressed fleas were good. And all the stuffed animals, the badly stuffed the, the animals. Dress, the dress fleas are good. The rest of it was a little bit, yeah. But yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. So we got muse- But don't these words sound old? Museums, parks, libraries. They sound like really old-fashioned words, and they shouldn't be. Libraries have done a really, really good job uh, um, of 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 getting in touch with the modern age. They're great libraries now. You got got little little cafes in there. You don't have to be quiet in libraries anymore. Don't say anything goes. Could it, oh, oh, 0344 499 Can you think of anywhere that is free that you, you can get, you can, you can be enriched from? You can go there, you can hang out as long as you want and you get some form of enrichment. Here's somewhere that I went because of the line of work I was doing, but anyone can go to. Court. Oh no, I've, yes, no, I've never done you can that. Sit in the public gallery. I've never done that. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's fascinating, and it's also, you know, because I'd be writing things up as a reporter, and I'd know the basics of a case. Yeah. But actually sitting there and seeing the people involved, I mean, there's a certain, it's a lot of voyeurism actually, but, you know, you form an opinion. Is about that what they're being charged with? Sometimes, you form an. I remember one that was really nasty, a really nasty um, GBH case, and um, I heard all about it, and. Um, it was it was awful, and then this kid comes out into the dock. You think, oh man, that's that's someone's son, mm. that, you know. And it, it's not the person, not the big roughy tufty person I thought it was going to be. It's like this. It's like um, the staircase or making a murderer, but British. <laughs> um, I've not done it. Take me to court one day. You can go to the old Bailey round here. Okay, so you're not going to take me. I'll take you if you want. All right, yeah, because I'd be scared to go on my own. Why? Because I wouldn't want people to go, oh, there's that idiot who ate the strawberries, oh. go in and knock him on out to the court. Do you know, I wouldn't, I would feel very self-conscious. Yeah. I'd feel I very mean, self- A lot of it's boring. Oh, great. Thank you. Well, it was my job, so I, I had to go and sit there through the boring But you, there might be some good Pokemon in there. <laughs> you just don't know. You just don't know. Good evening, Kasif, my favourite caller. Hello, Ian. <laughs> Lovely to talk to you, man. You've got, you've got, um, you've gone viral. Yeah, Ian, tweeted like a drug to you. <laughs> yes, my friend, and I'm injecting it into the veins of my foot. 
and you see how many likes you get. <laughs> I bet, I bet if you all over the phone on the floor, it cut thinking what's wrong with you. And he sees your phone. Oh, he's got, oh, he's got more than twenty likes. He's got an overdose. <laughs> 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 that is actually very funny. It is very, very funny, man. He's there calling nine and hello, okay. and uh, they're like, uh, my friends had an overdose on what on Twitter. Okay, we, we kind <laughs> of got the point, and it's slightly fake laughing now. But you're on, you're on Twitter tonight. Yes, I know, Ian. I've, I've, I've just seen about about half an hour ago. Your your video is um is 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 going ballistic. It's had something like one and a half thousand views. Yes, Ian, because that particular person does look like an owl. Can you mention the joke? I'm watching this clip that Jeremy Vine has tweeted about an old man. It's a it's a video. Who's this old man? Um, who is this? Oh, what is this? What is what am I doing? What am I looking at here? It's is Martin Reichart. What is this? Well, I'm watching something here, and I don't know what I'm watching. Well, stop it. It's an, it's an old... Can someone tell me this thing that Jeremy Vine has tweeted? It's an old man, and it, it, it he's being led away, and he looks absolutely steaming drunk. Hey, Kassif has gone. Where have you gone, Kassif? I don't know what it is. Hang on. Dieser man ist untragbar. What does that mean? Dieser man ist untragbar. Ich weiß nicht. Where has Kasif gone? Jeez, let me call him back. Hang on. Because I hadn't finished uh, with that. I was enjoying Kasif's um, fake laughter. I pressed that button there, don't I? There we go. Oh, man. The show's really... Jonathan's really sucked the vibe out of the show. We've got we gotta, we gotta to go on. Hello? What did you hang up for, man? Uh, I, I said what I wanted to say. Oh! He's done. Was that it? Yeah. Mic oh. drop. Okay, you drop, you drop the mic. Okay. Well, listen. What does it feel like to to be an internet sensation, my friend? I, I want a few other videos go viral of myself, Ian. Have you? But have they gone as viral? Yeah. This has had about one and a half thousand views. <laughs> Some others I want about in the tens of thousands. Rubbish. Yeah. You liar. Li- you little I'm liar. Oh, you I'm little liar. I'm not lying You're again. Liar. I'm not going to reveal it because it's that. You're lying. I don't want a lot of people to know about that. You're lying. Was it a I'm sex? Is it a sex tape that got leaked? <laughs> was it a solo? <laughs> were you performing a solo sex act on stage? Ian, Ian, I'm not as pretty as you are. Well, it's okay. Well, that was would, is why it would be solo. You're a man of mystery, Kasif, and I respect that. Yeah. You're my favourite caller, brother. Take care, man. Thank you, you too. No, no, bye. He's great, isn't he? I love that guy. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Let's get this out of the way and then see where we go. Good evening, Andre. Hi, hi, Kath. Um... What you can't get in libraries is this. I've got a larynx and I'm not afraid to use it. Do you want to hear it? Um, I think we're going to. Right, here we go. Bit of volume. I've got my lappy on. Beautiful. Just turn it up a bit. Can you hear that all right? Yeah. To be someone must be a wonderful thing. 
a famous footballer, rock singer, or a big film star. Yes, I think I would like that. Judy Richard have lots of fans. I'd love to go to prove that I'm a man and be number one. This is shown and liked by everyone. It's only two minutes long, but it's a good one. Okay, feels longer. Uh, wait for this, wait for this. So, to be someone by the jam. Okay. It's a good good Catholic, yeah? Well. Ready? Here we go. Here we go. Getting drunk up with my trendy friends. Yeah. They really dig me, man. I dig them. And the friend I spent. It's like my... F- okay, it's losing the will to live there. So there's this woman called the Dr. Doctor Pimple Popper. Yeah, I don't think that's a given name. Okay. Um, and she's got this TV show called... I think it's called Dr. Pimple Popper. Can anyone find me this TV show? It sounds amazing. So basically... She is a young female doctor, and she r- removes lumps uh, uh, and bumps from people's bodies. Now, some of them are... What was that, the name of that lump? A lipoma. A lipoma, which is like a big... It was like, it was like a sort of... D- 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 fat bomb. It was, it was fat build-up that was kind of like the size of maybe two big oranges it, under someone's skin. And um, it, and she pulled it out. But the best ones is her squeezing blackheads and lovely juicy parts of the body and, and just watching all that pus come out, man. Um, and it really does sound like... Um, uh, and um, let me find the, um, the description of the show. Dr. Pimple Popper's show is not for the faint of heart. Oh! Oh, she's um, uh, American dermatologist Dr. Sandra Lee helps patients with rare skin conditions in her new TLC show. In the first episode, Lee tackles cysts, boils and the biggest lipoma that she's ever seen. Um, I've got all new pops. You got here! Big monster. Like nothing you've ever seen before. Ready for the squeeze? I can't get enough. Dr. Pimple Popper begins tonight at 10 on TLC and TLC Go. I've got to see this show. Because uh, there's some videos of her on YouTube, but they're not as... Um... She's a big Instagram star, isn't she? Is she? Because mm-hmm. um, I would love... Can you send her an email? Yeah, okay. Get her on she's the big show. news. I don't know if she'll hey, date whoa, to join us. Whoa, whoa. Uh, excuse me? Well. Excuse me? What okay. the hell? Dr. Lee at drpimplepopper.com. Would you t- would make up our figures? Tell her we get about a quarter of a million listeners. Okay. And we're the biggest, we're the biggest late night show in the UK. They'll buy any of the old rubbish. Um, God, I mean, this is just outrageous. And she goes around squeezing spots and things what a gig what a gig i love you, you my know, mum's a big squeezer oh i love it do you know what i've got I've, i noticed um see you know a little scar on my mm. nose there it's like a little lump on my nose a mole it's a mole isn't it yeah but it's, there's no darkness no you right. sometimes don't no i know exactly what that is and it took me this is it's a lump on my nose which i which i notice and of course we notice these these tiny little things on our body that no one else really pays any attention to 
and um and we kind of fixate on them some, sometimes and about two or three years ago i worked out what this is when i was a kid i remember it vividly i was about five and i had a little mole on my nose and my mum thought it was a blackhead and she squeezed it off and i remember it i was sat on her lap and it hurt and i cried and she kept saying sit still i'm gonna get this off. and it wasn't a spot it was a mole it was meant it was meant to be there and as a, and it, i remember this the other day and suddenly i, I remember i was wearing shorts I, I, and it was a hot day i remember the incident so vividly and i'd forgotten it for about 30 38 years and it came back my mother scarred my face as well as biting me to stop me biting other kids but that was uh, and the cat and my sister that was a different incident isn't it funny the things that happened to us that we don't remember and, and some of them will never remember and some some of them just 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 pop back in my head a fully shaped memory it was incredible mm. weird and it does make me think I know I've wasted a lot of money on my kids on stuff they're never going to remember. For the first five years, I should have just put them in a in a room. <laughs> no. Just put them in a box. No, because even if they don't remember it, that stimulation is important. Well, they'll forget it, though. They won't. Look, I used look, to sit and read to my babies in flipping French. What's the point in that? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm glad you're getting it now. It was good practice for me, though. Un petit peu. Un <laughs> petit peu. Un hmm? petit peu. What does that mean? A very little bit. Okay. Are you, I did a joke and you made it funnier. All right. No, I didn't. No, you're right, you didn't. Um, but it is it is pointless. Anything before the age of five, pointless. Absolutely pointless. No, magic. That's magic. so silly. They don't remember it. So so, so what? Where, where, I've got a um, video of my, my eldest yes. sitting on the potty with a book. Right. She always had a book. Well, there were always books around because yeah. I used to read to her and then she used to play reading and now she loves books. And I think that that's important. I think that that comes from having been read to okay, and had books around her. But she won't remember that. But they were. Mm. Uh, but then and then my youngest oh, yes, is, d- did the same, you know. Yeah, she won't remember that. I have friends whose kids don't have books at all in the house yeah. or toys. Well, they won't remember that. But they won't read books for fun the way like my kids do. It seems do. like you're arguing a different point to the one no, I'm making. No, I'm not. I'm saying... You're, fitting up, you're trying to get a round peg into a flipping speak and spell. There's no pegs involved. Whoa. What I'm saying to you is... You're pegging me off. What? No, that means... Um, I know. I know, isn't that awful? It's a strange name. I wouldn't call it... Anyway, go on. Um, no, what I'm saying is that those habits, even though they might not remember every single bit of them, yeah. the habits get formed and they get used to yeah. certain things that All we All I'm have. saying is... Form the habits, but do it at five, because before then they just won't remember. You are literally wasting your time and money with empty vessels. That when they get to five, the vessel is reset. You press him reset on a computer. It will not remember anything before that. Maybe a few images, a few. Th- no use to them. So that's what I'm saying. If I have, I, I'm tempted to have another kid just to put this to the test and an prove you wrong. A control. Yeah, an experimental child. Um, and I'm, I'm prepared, if anyone is listening, I'm prepared to father a child with you. Um, but for five years, the first five years of its life, it just lives in a room and it, you feed it and stuff. Like those Teletubby babies. Have you seen the new Teletubbies? No. What? They're a baby Teletubbies, right? And they're always in the nursery in a playpen. Yeah. They don't go anywhere. Perfect. My youngest thinks some of them might be, um, because they're always asleep. Oh. So. Drugged up like the Thai boys. Wowzers. 
ketamine <laughs> they used on the Thai boys, I think. Did they? I think it was ketamine, yeah. Um, there's a documentary coming out that I really want to see. I saw the trailer for it when I was in New York, and I've seen nothing about The Mr. Rogers people never replied. Those guys can, can get knotted. Not so nice. Um, but there's a trailer, for, and I showed you the trailer, Catherine, and it's, it's great. Uh, and I saw it in New York, and I want to see the film called three i think it's called three identical strangers Strangers. it's about this guy in his 20s and he goes to college and everyone keeps calling him steve he goes no no no, my name's dan no you're steve and they gets introduced to this guy and they're obviously identical twins and he's like whoa we're identical twins it becomes like a bit of a local story they never met and they didn't know they had a brother and it gets in the local press and another guy reads it and goes whoa they're my brothers. I look exactly like them. And they're, ident- they're triplets. And th- then there's a twist. But obviously the trailer doesn't tell you what the twist is. But man alive. That looks like a great movie. That's what I want to see. I want to see um, the first episode of the B movies. The first episode of Dr. Pimple Popper with Sandra Lee. Uh, followed by three identical strangers. That to me would be a great night's TV viewing. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is the late night alternative with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Uh, so I go on Good Morning Britain from time to time. I've not been on there for a while. I'm doing. I think I'm doing a competition on there next Wednesday or Thursday. I think um, I'm going on there. I think I'm going on Lorraine as well, which is very very exciting. Um, and I like Good Morning Britain. I, I enjoy it. Everyone there is very very nice to me. Uh, I just go on and report on the show busy. Isn't it? It's not you know it's not the, the the biggest gig in the world, but it's um it, it's a lot of fun. And um, Susanna Reid is delightful. Um, Ben Shepherd, what a gentleman! What a guy! He is such an he's such a nice guy. Um, who's the other lady I like? Oh, my mind's gone completely blank. I've just been hit by a little way a, a tsunami of exhaustion. Kate, Kate Garraway. Garraway, Kate Garraway. They're all lovely, right? They're all lovely. And I've only been on there with Piers Morgan a couple of times, right? And the way it works is you don't, re- and they've moved to new studios before he, the, the stars would walk past my dressing room. But my dressing room in the new studios is kind of, no one walks past it, it's right down the end. I can take a hint. Um, but you never really speak to Susanna and Pierce until you go on set. You go on set during a break, you've got a couple of minutes, how's it going? You're right, nice to see you. What are we talking about? Here we go, let's do it. You do it, then they go to the weather and you get whisked off. That's it. Right. Is there, there's no, you know, you don't hang around with them and um, and chat with them and, and, and stuff like that. But but Piers Morgan, the few times I met him, has been delightful to me. Absolutely delightful. A gentleman to me, you know. So I can only judge him by that. But he, 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 on Twitter, he's an arse. And I don't think I'm talking I don't know how much of that is character. I wonder. I wonder. And on TV... He can also be an ass, but but it, it, I actually find him quite exciting. View. I don't really watch Good Morning Britain because I'm normally asleep, right? But when I do watch it, when I'm in, it's exciting because there's a there is a spark there. There is an element of danger. Um, you know, a lot of his views I think are obnoxious, but th- there is an element of danger that I can't think of another TV show that has that, right? Um, and he's a great. I'm going to play a great clip, right, where he's wrong. He's completely wrong. 
and the obnoxious oaf routine let's be generous and call it a routine is failing miserably because he's focusing on one thing and he's wrong the thing he's focusing on is wrong and he's i feel he's getting generally genuinely angry because a very young woman is getting the better of him and here's the thing i think this is going to happen more and more because this generation are the twitter generation who have been arguing since they could type there was a very funny thing he was having an argument a few months ago with a, a rapper and he, the rapper just told him to f off oh reasonable de- reasonable debate well i tell you what why don't you come on good morning britain tomorrow and talk about like a grown-up and this guy just went why the f would i want to do that you see <laughs> i just thought it was great so this is um ash sarka um uh this is I saw this on twitter it was on good morning britain to talk about protesting donald trump's visit to the uk so they often do this they get two people of opposing views and and one of them generally gets a rougher ride yeah. than the other one and right? the hope is that they'll go at yeah. it host pierce morgan uh asked why she didn't protest against obama and Sarka didn't waste any time correcting him it's quite hard to follow what is going on okay but but you'll you'll hear pierce morgan you'll hear uh, ash sarka and you'll also hear susanna reed chipping in a, 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 a couple of times okay so um how do i make it go back to the beginning of that video i don't i don't really understand how videos about- work on if i refresh that i'm gonna refresh this page hang on right so we should hear it now so where will you be marching this in the next two days I'll be marching in Westminster tomorrow alongside thousands of other people who found the policy of border separations mm-hmm. unconscionable. Yep. Who think that the sight of our elected Prime Minister holding Donald Trump's hand is an utter embarrassment. Did you find Obama deporting wishing... three million people unconscionable? You yes. Spit up many families. Yes, I did. Where and was, that's why. And that's why. Where I also, was your protest and march why, against that and, when he came to the country? And that's why I also protest. you feel so strongly and about that's why that. I also that protest where was your protest march against Obama? In this country if you found as that well. unconscionable too, where was the march? You do not to go out and march. Everything in order to make a point about one thing. No, if you find them both uncomfortable and it's the same issue, you have to march twice, don't you? I would actually encourage you to maybe check out some of the other work that I've done where I've been intense. Tell you what I do, Ash. I go and check out some basic facts about your hero Obama. He's not my hero. I'm not heroic. You didn't plan any protests against him, did you? Zero protests against Obama. Jesus, you have every right to protest. Thanks, Every right Obama. to protest. Just, just get it in perspective. There were none against Obama. There were none against Vladimir Have you, Putin. Why didn't you go out and march against Obama Charity then if you're so keen manning your guests to, to make up for your own incompetence as a journalist? Sorry, sorry. You didn't hold Trump adequately to account when you interviewed yes, him. I did. You didn't think that climate I, change actually, was I held important Trump, enough to bring up people you'd ask very to manage well your favourite football a number team. Of issues. It's embarrassing. Well, it may be and embarrassing. instead what you've done, instead embarrassing what you've to you, done, Ash, but actually, is straw man to your guest, put words in my mouth, what I try and, be and with, you've deflected yes, from the actual you. argument at hand. What I try and do is be fair about Trump. What you do is else. be relentlessly anti-Trump and relentlessly pro somebody like Obama. I'm not I'm pro Obama. I've been a critic of Obama. I'm a critic of the Democratic it Party because I'm literally a communist. <laughs> where will you be? <laughs> Isn't it great? She's brilliant. She's brilliant. I, I, I said she's young because she does look. I don't know. She's early twenties. What she looks. And the reason that's important is because you're right. I think it is this younger generation that um, don't have respect for stuffy 
this fake respect that is generated, garnered on TV for the host. They don't have that because that's not their world and certainly not for stuffy old white men in, in suits and ties. You know, that, that and, and he is being incredibly rude to her. It, it, it's beyond trying to take apart someone's argument. He's bullying her, I think, there. And he's being incredibly rude and he's wrong. And what's great is, very rarely do you see a host losing the speaking over each other competition very very rarely he loses the speaking over each other competition there she wins it i also think he's losing his rag a bit yeah oh he's 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 she has got him angry she's angry but also he realizes he's in a well i don't think he does he's stopped listening he's in his he's in his zone yeah he's got one mode of attack and he's sticking to it despite not listening to her because she said twice there but very early on, she said she was a communist yeah. and she did not support Obama. She also said that she'd been protesting against the deportation yeah. within this country as well. Yeah. So, well, he's doing that thing that Trump does of um, reiterating something that is that is a lie, yeah. a- and he's he's doing that again. You support Obama. I told you I'm a communist. Well, you don't see her body language. Her body language is brilliant as well. Um, I don't know. I look, 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 look behind the scenes at this young young woman. I don't know much about her, but um, I, I just thought that was absolutely spot on and a proper argument on live television. The excitement, the she buzz. Was, she was not abiding by the unspoken no. rules, which is this is his show. Yeah. And he does his thing, and you are here to make him look good. She didn't realise that that was the script, and she wasn't going to stick to it. She was great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Well, well, congratulations. Well done. Uh, uh, let's go to Mo. Good evening, Mo. Good evening, man. Are you going to give me a word in today? Um, yeah, maybe. But if you're just going to phone up to talk about strawberries or have a go at me, then, then no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I just want to talk to you about something. Well... Is it going to be having a go at me because I've done something that you disapprove of? No, I don't want to have a go at you. I bet it is. Let's let's hear him out. Let's Let's see. Let's hear him out. Okay. So you're going to hear me out, actually, for the first time ever. Yeah, does that floor you because you've actually got nothing to say? (laughs) No, no, I do actually have something to say. Let's hear it then, Mo. Come on. Let's let's hear it, Mo. Can you give me a bit of a drum roll? Nope. (laughs) I grew up... (laughs) Are you going on the Trump rally? Nope. Can you not give me a bit, a bit more of an enthusiastic answer? Well, I'm waiting for the... Uh, well, I've answered the question. You shouldn't ask a closed question. Why do you want to go on the Trump rally, Ian? Do you agree with his policies? Well, that's two questions. Which one do you want me to answer? The first one, really. First. Because, because I can't be bothered. Are you going, Mo? Why can't you be bothered? Are you going? There we go. Obviously. Okay, well, great. Well, whereabouts are you, whereabouts is it kicking off? Portland Lane. Okay, We're walking well, down well, you, 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 you go and have a... What, tomorrow? Yeah. Why obviously. don't you... Why don't, here, can I make a suggestion? Why don't you go to... Uh, why don't you go to Waterloo, get the train, yeah. it's an hour's ride to Windsor and Eaton Riverside Station, and protest <laughs> in Windsor, because, I don't know, I think that's where he's going to be. No, but that's just because we want to get, obviously... You don't attention. want to be in the same town as him because you're chicken. OK, that's fair enough, man. No, no, you don't want to go to the same town... You don't want to go... You don't want to go to the same town that he's in. Attention. We want to get media attention. OK, great. Well, you go, and do, you go and get media attention instead of protesting where, I don't know, the man you're protesting against might actually see you. 
Why do you feel disrespectful? Obviously, he's going to see us on the media. No, why, why would he? He he's doesn't. A bit busy, mate. Yeah, he's he's having tea with the Queen. He's not going to be watching news at five. <laughs> why are you playing us down? You're going to see how many people are protesting. Oh no, no, no! I'm not. I'm not playing. I'm not playing the protesters down. I- I'm playing you down because you're an idiot. Thanks for your call, Mo. Always a pleasure. What a strange young lady. Oh three. <laughs> Four 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 nine. Just, I mean, you're protesting in London, sure, but why not protest? We, we, we have to come back because we're, we're sorry. Uh, protest in Windsor, where he is. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Rick Bardo on YouTube. You, you just earned yourself a little five-minute thinking time there. What the heck is this assault on the ears? That's George, that's, that's George Harrison. No, our love is true. Have a little think about what you've said. Okay, five minutes. Thank you very much indeed. Um, so, Bilderbear, huh? Bill, is Bilderbear named after Bilderberg? Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, probably is, isn't it? But they it? started with an owl. So, so they've not munching those on air, love. Don't talk to me for a second, then. Okay. And she's back in the room. Okay, well, you were still in the room. You literally just went back about a foot and we could hear everything. You've bought chocolates that are crunchy. They're gone now. Sweet. I've necked him. Um, Liam, I'll come to you in a minute. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. So build a bear, um, which is this this evil, sinister group that basically want to take over the world by encouraging people to make their own bears um, instead of buying ready-made ones. Um, I don't think I've ever done Build-A-Bear, actually, but you see them in shopping centres a lot, don't yeah. you? You go in and it's like an... It's the oh, they're pricey. Oh, I bet they are. It's like 50 quid or something, mm-hmm. isn't it? But it's the experience of the kid gets to build the... What was this? Well, who did you... Your friend? My mate, Other Lee. Yeah. Not not Lee, but Other Lee. Yeah. Uh, went to... On his... <laughs> he went on his lunch break to get a bear for a new baby. Yeah. Not his baby, friend's no. baby. Yeah. So, you know, he, he just wanted to nip in there, get in, get out, bosh, right? Yeah. So he goes in. No, he's got to go through the whole process. Right. So he has to choose the bear skin. Wow. And he has to um, take it to the um, bear maker. Right. So they treat him like a seven-year-old. Yeah. And then they hand him this little plastic heart. Oh. And they said, right, now you have to kiss the heart and make a wish. And he went, well, well to be honest, mate, I just <sighs> want to get the bear in and out. Ooh, I've got a bit busy. I need to get a sandwich. I'd rather just <laughs> crack on and no, we don't need to do that. Yeah. Come on. The bear won't be magic unless you kiss the heart. You've got, you've got to kiss the heart. There was a the three-minute standoff where they were sort of looking at each other and went, I've already got to do this. And in the end, he had Good. to because Good. they just will not permit well, any bear to go out without magic. It doesn't. If you don't kiss the heart, then the, the heart won't work and the bear won't be alive. And, and you give it to a kid and they go, why have you given me a dead bear? So you've got to... You've got to do that. And it seems to make sense when you say it. But so the, so the, 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 the builder bear had an offer just today... I think, where you, instead of paying £50, you would pay whatever your age was. And and my friend Scott went, well, it's a lot of fuss just to, to pay 41 quid. And, and Build-A-Bear replied, no, the age of your child. <laughs> so um, a lot of kids went in that were six months, you paid a quid. But could you have any of the bears? Because some I of them are, like, they've got pony, My Little Ponies. They've got all these different things. And some of them are quite elaborate. Here's the thing. I don't know the ins and outs of the builder bear. I bet it was standard bears. Uh, if anyone does, if you were there, uh, uh, 0344-499-1000, we'll call you back. Um, but, but, but this caused mayhem. Not as, as, as Jonathan said, the massacre of children. That's, no, children were massacred. That's a slight um, uh, 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 exaggeration. But there, if you go on Twitter and, or, and look for it, there are, you know, queues of hundreds of people, nay, thousands at some stores. Um, and uh, lots of you, those kids were going to be very, very disappointed. It's kind of like, do you remember, was it Hoover that nearly went bust because they were offering free flights to New York? Do you remember that? About 20 years ago. Vaguely. 
I'm sure it was Hoover, offering free flights to New York if you bought a certain model. Now, this model was something like 170 quid, and flights to New York were like 350 quid. So people were going in and buying two Hoovers so that they could go to New York for half price or something. It was some ridiculous saving. Yeah. And um, Hoover shat themselves because they, they'd sold way more than they expected. And they're like, we can't actually measure this, so we're going to stop some of you going. And it, it all kicked off. They t- if it, was it Hoover? There were legal claims as well after that. Yeah, it was Hoover. So this was a, a marketing promotion that began in 1992. Hey, it was over 20 years ago. Flipping it. British man. division of Hoover Company was carrying a large surplus stock of washing machines and vacuum cleaners. So in order to sell them and free up the free the warehouse space, it promised free airline tickets to customers who purchased more than £100 worth of products. Right. However, oh, that was it. That was it. they hadn't anticipated that many customers who bought the qualifying products were not really interested in the actual appliances, but just wanted the tickets offered in the promotion. So initially the offer was up for two round-trip tickets to selected destinations in Europe. This was successful in clearing that stock sur- surplus. Analysis revealed that the rate of conversion of the free flight vouchers into actual tickets was relatively low. So Hoover decided to expand the offer to include destinations in the USA on the assumption that although the tickets would be more expensive, people wouldn't trade them in. People wouldn't. <laughs> However, at this point, it went nuts. And Hoover was effectively offering around £600 worth of airline tickets for an outlay of £100. <laughs> the Hoover factory had to switch to seven-day working and hire additional workers to meet the demand for the cheapest qualifying vacuum cleaner. And some stores were even reporting that people were paying for the appliances and then simply walking out once they got their proof of purchase. <laughs> It was estimated that enough people tried to convert their vouchers to tickets to fill 500 Boeing 747s, which was the largest capacity plane at the time. So how did they how did they solve it all then? Well, ultimately, the 30 million in extra sales the promotion attracted was dwarfed by the 50 million it cost to pay for the airline seats, as well as set, settle wow. legal claims of those the majority who didn't receive tickets. Wowzers, wowzers! Incredible scenes. Well, this is the Builder Bear equivalent of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, if anyone, I mean, because Builder Bear, they're not, they're not that big, is it? There's not stores everywhere. Anyway, if you were there, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Liam. Good evening. Uh, I, I didn't even ring up to talk about Builder Bear, but I've got a mildly funny anecdote about it. Go on, hey, well, you can talk about anything you want, but go on. What give us no, your it's, connection it's, to Builder Bear? It's, it's random. I didn't re- even realise it was going on, but uh, sort of circa eleven, twelve years ago, I was with my friend. He was 16, uh, and basically we went to build a burr, and you can actually record your voice and put it into a burr. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. So basically his girlfriend was uh, had a driving test, and he, he was due to meet her at his, ha- his house after a driving test, and he, we went to uh, the traffic centre. Yeah. He put in a burr saying, I love you. Oh. Uh, he met at the house, she passed the test, and basically she picked up the burr, squeezed it. She said no, and basically got back in the car and drove off. Oh, hang on. She was he, she, she, she dumped him. She, she sorry, dumped she him. The test. She passed the test. Yeah. He basically gave her the bird at, at her house and basically squeezed the bird, saying, "I love you." And she, and she said, "No." She said, nah. She got back in the car. Good. No, I've I've got a car now. I'm not interested yeah, in she, you. She basically passed the test and basically drove off. <laughs> he failed his. Oh. <laughs> the worst thirty-two pound he'd ever spent. Oh, well, I, well, pricey. now here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I bet his next girlfriend got a lovely builder bear that said, <laughs> I, "I love, love you." you. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. 
Uh, awesome. what, what did you call in about then, Liam? I, I'd, I'd called it well. I know this isn't the programme to talk about, but obviously the World Cup. Yeah, go on. Uh, it's, it's obviously everyone's down in the dumps, but I just want, want your opinions as a comedian about uh, Morton and Whitehouse, their programme on Wednesday nights on uh, BBC oh. Two. I've not not seen it. You've seen it. For my opinion, that programme should have started last night and should have just ran six episodes last night and just made everyone so happy. Apparently it's it's very... And I I know Bob a little bit. Paul, I've met a couple of times. I don't know him. But Bob, I've met... I I know a little bit. uh, uh, And he's he's one of the funniest men. Constantly. You just sat there having a coffee with him and he's just coming out with stuff. Um, but you've you've seen it's it, Catherine. I've not. It's soul soothing, funny. It's a beautiful program. Did you ever see the trip with Steve Coogan and uh, what's the other? Yeah, thing? it's it's like that. But yeah, I just think it's beautiful. But it's, it's not, not even. It's, it's not, not meant to be funny. It's no. not meant to be out fishing. It's just a beautiful program. Exactly. It's not got the snarkiness of the trip, or you know, you get no. the feeling that a lot of that is actually scripted and not not real. This is a real. This feels like two mates hanging out with yeah, each it's other. Too blow, it's, it's two It's two mates hanging out, yeah. having a laugh, and, and it's, like, it's just it's beautiful. And I just think after last night. I just thought it's it's run for three four weeks now. I just think that should have been the perfect anecdote after last night to just or, run for or they five, could four or five hours on the trot just to everyone to. Oh, it's beautiful, honestly. It's yeah. a fantastic. It's program. like nice slow telly. Or they could show the pimple popper. <laughs> I would I would like to watch. You, I tell you what, on BBC One you can show the gone fishing. BBC Two will have the pimple popper, and I'll watch it upstairs on the black and white portable. How's about that then? That's um, the deal. Do you know what? I, I, I will check this show out because I've heard lots of good things about it. it and um, oh, it's, it's just warm. And no, like, I listened lovely. to uh, I was listening to Catelyn Moran with a, um, a podcast the other day, and she's just saying it's the most beautiful thing. It, it's, it's a fantastic program, like I say. I'm massive about comedians like yourself and Bob and Paul and a lot of other comedians. And it's, yeah, it's it's not it's not meant to be funny. It's just two two friends having a laugh, and like I say, it's it's beautiful. Hey, listen, man, thank you for that, Liam. I'm going to check that out. Thank you very much. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. I've still got my stay off Twitter because I'm getting involved again. Right. Shut it. No, I don't want to shut it. No, I, I mean your mouth. <laughs> 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 if only that's how um, um, that, that um, uh, Syra Khan spoke to um, whoever it is she does that show with. What show does she do here? Eamon, Eamon Stay at Homes? Yeah, she does Eamon Stay at Homes show. Okay, yeah, driving. Yeah. Okay, so imagine if she said that to Eamon. Right, you're fired. You don't speak to... You don't... Here's here's a lesson, young lady. You don't speak to the host of the show. You don't speak to Eamon Holmes. Sir Eamon Holmes. Like that. You're fired. You're fired. And you're fired. Not, not at the end of the show. Now, get the... Out of my show. Get out of my studio now. You're fired. Where's he from now? He's from Ireland. <laughs> get sit, get out. Get out, Miss Khan. Get out of my studio Get out of my eyesight. Get out of my. Get oh, out of you my, are. My eyesight. Get out of my. Get out of my life. Because because <laughs> you, you do not you you do not speak to me like. You do not I'm speak do, to me like that. Now you're taking the piss out. No, of it's accent, from Belfast. Now you're taking the. Now you're being disrespectful to the Irish accent into the pub, and I will not. He's Northern Irish, careful. Okay, well it's a tricky. Exi- well, now you're telling me where I'm from. Get out. <laughs> Miss Khan, get out of my studio and get out of my eyesight and get out of my life. I will, I will not be tolerating that kind of talk to me, Eamon Holmes. But you'd have to be here to be offended, wouldn't he? So it's never going to happen. That's 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 true. 
0344-499-1000, the late night alternative on talk radio. Kick off your slippers. Don't go to bed. The party is just starting. You can sleep when you're dead. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on talk radio. Um, all I want to do is buy, is buy two bean bags. Remember bean bag? If I was to ask you, dear listener, to, to picture a beanbag, to, to draw a beanbag, either literally or with your mind, right? What does it look like to you? Just think for a second, a beanbag. What does it look like? For me, it's like a giant sort of squishy pear with a little strap on the top that you can pick up. Um, and it's like a, it's like a sort of, it looks like a pear shape, but then you sit on it and it kind of flumps back and then you get up and you shake it a bit and it goes back to that kind of pear shape about, what's that? No, about that, but two foot tall, something like that, right? So you go get in this house. Hopefully, in two weeks, who knows? Certainly not my 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 legal team. <laughs> Your legal team. My legal team don't know, and the guy that's buying it, this guy, he ain't got a freaking clue. I don't know when I'm moving in there. It's supposed to be the twenty seven. No one told me nothing. Got no furniture, and the sofas are going to be a couple of months. So I I instructed my PA to get me i said i said god damn it woman get me two beanbags and Catherine was faffing around for a long time uh, first of all not realizing i was addressing her um like, as i was his pa yeah we go um and pa stands for pain in the ass <laughs> right <laughs> right come right. on, come on. No, oh he left me hanging um anyway so you go went on to the, the, the I bought some bean bags, some good bean bags about fifteen years ago. Got from the John Lewis website. So that's the first place we went for the John Lewis website. And there was no no bean bags that shape. They were like um well, there was a giant one that was like a cat poof. There's lots of poofs. Yes. Um there's one like a cat poof. They've all got backs on them these days. They've all got backs, they're all shapes. There were square bean bags. Mm. Well, how does that? Work? I can't even work. That's a cute. It's got a mold. It's got basically you want to sit on the floor. It molds around you. You lean back and you play PlayStation. That's what a beanbag is, right? So they didn't have any on there. So then we went and looked at another website, right? And it came up with like twenty-five pages of beanbags, but not one of them, not one of them, looked like a beanbag. They were all like were beanbag sofas. Little. A little, like, a little armchair made out of beanbag. Leather ones, pleather ones, some as big as your head. It was, I, I couldn't believe it. Mm. I got I got annoyed. After five minutes, when I went, I'll close that flipping thing. I don't want, I can't be bothered now. So, so where can I, where the hell can a human being, let's ask Ray, Ray, or, Ray. Good evening. Where can I get a normal shaped beanbag from in the year 2018? What size are you looking for? I'm looking for sort of. Were you not just listening, Ray? <laughs> I was just describing the perfect beanbag. But you also said where you bought that beanbag from. No, that was fifty. Dear God, clean clean your lug holes out, mate. Right, I, I want I a beanbag. They still sell beanbags. Sorry, what? I think John Lewis still sell beanbags yes. that size. Yes, no, they don't sell them that size. They sell like beanbag sofas and beanbag chairs and beanbag flottis and beanbag. They, they don't sell a pear shaped the beanbag when you take it out and just dump it on the floor. It, it assumes the shape of a giant pear with a handle. They don't sell those beanbags no more, Raymond. Get this, Ray. One of the beanbags we looked at was 
£300. Sweet Lord. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But I, I, I hate to say this, but I imagine that if you went on something like Amazon, you'd get yeah. the perfect thing. I've actually found somewhere called beanbagbazaar.co.uk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They've got more beanbags than you know what to do with. <laughs> They've got beanbag chairs, giant beanbags, kids' beanbags, faux fur beanbags, baby beanbags, outdoor beanbags, bizarre bags, beanbag refills, and featured beanbags. Bean do they sell beanbags? A few, yeah. Okay. Oh, well, and do they sell beanbags that look like... Um, look like pears they're selling one that looks like a womb oh <laughs> now i would like to crawl back into that. hey look, look here we go here we go sally's got it and um look. sally's got it oh i don't want that that looks like um a love ring <laughs> sally's got it and lance has got it that, that, that's a bean there we go that's a bean bag yeah but is that an outdoor bean bag it's from tesco Colour, large bean bag, ink blue from so Tesco seems to where's where, where's Sally's Argos. All so right. well, there we, you go. we got to go. Oh, we got to go back to the 1980s. Quick, get in, <laughs> get in my time machine. Get the tiny pencils, guys. We're gonna go and buy bean bags. Anyway, Ray, what you you were absolutely no use in the a bean bag hunt. <laughs> What would you like to present to us tonight? And I do hope you're not knocking one out because you're sounding very, very breathy. Mm. No, I, I'm walking back. I've, I've actually, I'm on this training course, so I was bored in the hotel room. So about eight o'clock, I thought, I need to get out. So I've walked down to the town and then met a couple of people and got roped into doing the quiz night. You got what? Pub. You got what? Roped. 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 I'm so sorry. I thought, wow, that's extreme. <laughs> Um, okay, well, you did the quiz night. Did you win? No, he's a thicko. Huh? Yeah. It's a bit rude. I didn't say a single thing, sir. I think we might have a party line. <laughs> it's a rude party. So, so, so I'm, I'm ringing in, because I've had a couple of parts, I'm ringing in yeah. to be controversial. Yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> in relation to one of your regular callers, although I haven't heard much of him in recent weeks. Yes. I think Babcock's a fake. Who's Babcock? Um, I don't. Well, I don't ever remember the callers from day to day, so I don't know what does he call in about. Well, he, he gets Hoover stuck on his knob and stuff like that. Oh, the Hoover on the end of the um, that rings a bell. That rings a bell. What makes you? <laughs> <Don't say that. laughs> Okay, um, I'm David Babcock, and I got my willy stuck in the Hoover. That guy, right? I've got you. I know exactly who you mean now. What makes you think he's a fake? Well, I, see, I could be my previous reputation. I could be just about to throw down the toilet, but I think I'm going to go as far as to say that I think he's got grey hair and an Irish accent. Sorry? Huh? Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm putting out there. Okay, um, this call suddenly went very weird. I hope we don't lose the connection. Oh, we lost oh, the connection, Ray. Would you, would you believe it? Um, so a guy, um, a guy, I want to tell you a story about a guy. Oh, good, I, I like those. I want to tell you a story. This, this story is a story about a guy. I think you're really going to dig this guy. His name is Sridhar Chilal. He's from uh, Poon in India. Uh, he's 82 years old. Right? He's been growing his fingernails since 1952. Have you seen the picture? Big 
yellow, cheesy fingernails. And, I mean... He, they, they look he, like quavers. He's holding his hand up to his head. Right. He stood in the corner of a tower blood. It's a strange picture. He's got his hands up to his head, right? And the fingernails. <laughs> what is that? Are they tied up there? The fingernails go all the way down onto the floor. But then it looks like... What's that? It looks like there's a section of them that's kind of curled up. Oh, yeah, they started to curl. No, I, I know they started to curl, but... Um, there's a bit that looks like they're taped up in a circle. Um, yeah, that was, that was the thumb. Right. So, so the, the, um, okay. So the little finger, fingernail in 2015 was 179 centimetres. The bird was 186 centimetres. The thumb, and this is the one that's curled up like a roll of sellotape at the end of his thumb. 197 centimetres. This is in 2015. Um, and he has decided to cut them off. Oh, look that at that. That makes me want to puke. Filth, isn't it? Oh, brilliant. They're, they're going to be housed in New York City. I'll be able to take the boys to see them. I won't. It's at Ripley's Believe It or Not. And I'm not going to mortgage the house to go and watch that crap. Also, I don't believe it. Ripley's Believe It or Not. That's what they, they called it that because people, when they go in, they can't, they cannot believe how much it costs to get in. Who would pay? It costs like a fortune. Um, and he's he's cut them off. And I, th- I think I think that's a sad thing. But also, he's not done a great job. When you see the picture of his fingernails now, they're still kind of longer than his fingers. Ew. Why has he done it? Why on earth has he done it? Maybe he wants to wipe his bum himself. Oh, Catherine! <laughs> well, come on, practically, how do you do that? When you've got great big claws. Um, let's have a... Hang on a minute, let's see if we can... I bet uh, I had a stick with a sponge on. Um, here we go. Let's, 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 let's have a... both hands i was doing the singing bit there i was doing the gazal as it's called i was doing the singing listen listen the singing is a it's not bad is it (laughs) here you go this is it acapulco (laughs) and this is it with the music India and be a rock star, be a Bollywood rock star. Well, and then just raise it up a couple of octaves and it's flamenco. Can I ask you a question? Go you on. were laughing there, and I don't know why. Pourquoi, yati? Because you're, well, the expression on your face and the fact I could see your beard jiggling about. <laughs> That's not my beard. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't even make sense. I know, but it's probably rude. But has he got a serious, serious question? Okay. Did he have both hands? It's cut off with a drill. Oh my! Did he have both hands? Or just one? Do you have a doing hand and a... Uh, I'm singing. Huh? Did you have a doing hand and a showing off hand, is uh, what I'm saying? I don't know, I guess. Weirdo. Why would you do that? 
Well. And we, the world needs more weirdos to keep it going. No, it doesn't. No people like that. At last. Did you ever try to break a record? No, but my youngest is obsessed because he, he he's obsessed with breaking a record. Mm. And several times coming out of school, um, I'll often take them a treat. And um, as I said, I've got there's a tricks for you there, and I've got some water. No, I'm not drinking water. Sorry. I want to break the world record for not drinking water. <laughs> right. This is at half past three in the afternoon. I said, okay, well, have you drunk any water today? Nope. I said, okay, all right. Do you know what the world record is? No. I said, okay, right, well, fine. Well, if you want to do that, do you know what? I'm going to back you. Then we get home and we, we watch a bit of Horrid Henry and, and play Xbox. And, and then at five o'clock he goes, I'm really thirsty. Could you get me some water? What are you doing? <laughs> Dedication. This what is you need. Bro- this is broken Britain. <laughs> this is Brexit. Dedication is what you need, according to record breakers. You also need to know what you're aiming for. Yeah. I tried, partly inspired by Roy Castle, yeah. partly inspired by um, blowing Violet Beauregard. Yeah. Chewing chewing gum oh. for as long as I could. What was had, the world record for that? Because I know think... it was long. I had hubba bubba. Yeah. And I had two goes at it. Yeah. And um, the first time it just turned, I had it all day and yeah. it just turned into like paste. I couldn't mm. chew it anymore. You're not allowed to add more in. You don't know the rules, do you? So I'm asking. I, the I didn't check. I didn't get that. Norris McGuire involved. <laughs> and then the second time, which is the last time for obvious reasons, I tried the trick of putting it behind my ear before I went to bed. Because that's what that, that's what Violet Beauregard did. Doesn't work. I ended up having to get it cut out of my hair. Silly man. My sister's um, got a world record. I see. Yeah, but one of those world records where it's for the most number of people doing something. Okay. Um, but I think it was it was her and my niece. I think are in it for the most. Have I got this right? The most number of people um, making the shape of a bicycle. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's what it is in New Zealand. Here, <laughs> here's my theory. We could be. I could be a record breaker now, for being the first person to say. Wibble ten times. Wow. It's just about finding your niche. Um, uh, yeah, it is, I suppose. It is, I suppose. Um, oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. We've, we've covered a lot tonight. Pimple poppers, um, arguments with Pierce Morgan, beanbags, build a bear, um, all kinds of, uh, exciting fun things. Another 30 minutes to go, uh, before Daryl Onions comes in. Um, I heard the first... I heard the first it's not Daryl Onions tonight. Who is it tonight? It's a young hopeful called Martin Kellner. Oh, that guy! That guy! He's a shock jock. That guy! That guy's an ass! That guy can kiss my ass! I'm not letting that guy in this studio and ruining the, all the hard work I've done over the last three hours. He's gonna come in, he's gonna ruin it by calling people all kinds of rude names, hanging up on the collars and uh, being, being, making blow off noises to the Getting guests. Getting women to sit on speakers. What happened to the other fella then? Just a one off, I guess. Just a one off. Okay, well, then. We came up with a nickname and everything for him. Well, maybe he'll come back. Can we call Martin Kellner Martin Onions? Okay. I, I like that surname Onions. I think it's it's affectionate. And um, it's, let's pass Daryl Onions' name on to Martin Onions. There we go. Did that work? Yeah, I'm sure you won't mind. One o'clock, Martin Onions will be uh, on talk radio. <laughs> the Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on talk radio. We have ways of making you talk. 444991000 is the telephone number. 
Kasif, call in again, man. You, uh, Kasif's tweeting me. I don't know why Kasif is tweeting. You can call in again, you know, at this time of the night. You, people want a bit of double bubble. I'm happy for a bit of bu- double bubble the last 25 minutes of the show. I don't I don't care, man. I don't care. A little bit of the old... Uh, DB. The old double bubble. I want to give you some double bubble. Let's see if we've got anything in the old... Uh, and the newspapers. I'm really enjoying... Um, um, I'm really enjoying experimenting with voices. Are you? I wonder if you can find a new voice. Can you? Ah, okay. So we have our voices. Now voices change throughout life as 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 the, mainly because of gravity. Mm-hmm. Gravity. Check with that. With for men with their testicles dropping, it deepens the voice, and you can um, tell how deep someone's voice is going to be by the size of their testicles. That's a fact. There's a way of measuring. You know this. This isn't even a joke. I heard it on Radio Four. There's a term, there's a term of measurement for testicles, and it's something like, oh, what's the word? I heard a program about it. Um, oh, Google testicle measurement. There's a word for it, and it's like, um, it's like onions or or acorns. It might be acorn or clementines. <laughs> no, shut up. It's something. And the size of a of a man's testicles generally, unless it's some medical issue. Dictate orchidometer. Orchidometer based on orchids. Mm-hmm. Right, that's it. Thank you. And uh, they measure testicles compared to orchids. And um, the, the the big the bigger the the measurement, the deeper the voice is going to be. Goes from one to twenty five. Wowzers! And can you do the voices for each one? One, two, three. Let's just skip to twenty five. Twenty five. Right. If you want to know someone who's got a famous person who's got 25, size 25 testicles, it's the guy who does the last way on down at the end of Way Down by Elvis Presley. The (laughs) very, very last one at the end of the record. He's a 25. Um, So gravity plays a big part in voices changing. But I wonder, is it possible to, like we can teach ourselves to have a different walk? Uh Uh-huh. And we can change the way we look by getting a new haircut, and, and we can um, we can train ourselves to get all kinds of affectations. Can we train ourselves a new voice? Yeah. So, you can. Of course you can. <clears throat> no, but so the, it, that is you, that is then your speaking voice, and you're not putting it on. So if I my if I imagine that my speaking voice was like this, I'm putting it on, and maybe in a moment of deep relaxation, I might go back to my normal voice, which mm-hmm. is this, right? But could I train myself? Could I t- teach myself? Could I imprint? Uh, and I'm I guess I mean like those little plastic records you get in the back of Action Man. Could I imprint this voice to make it my own real voice? So that it is my real voice. What about people that get that um that get a bang on the head and then suddenly start speaking? What people say is Chinese, but it isn't. No, they don't. This is the that, that story is always nonsense because they never actually start speaking Chinese. They just start talking a bit like that. And people racists yeah. say that sounds like Chinese. They just start talking a bit like that. And people go oh, and, and Mum woke up but, and she spoke Chinese. But their voice has changed. Yeah, but it's not. Um, they're not doing it on purpose. They're not doing it on purpose. Thank you very much indeed. Um, they're not, a, but so so I would need a blow on my head for my voice to become like that. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. But well, I just no, want, can I, you can I, you teach yourself? I think you can. That, isn't that what um, the point of 
of going to um, drama school was. Oh, yeah. Because they oh, all hey. ended up having their voices changed. Yes. And they, and they projected a lot more, so they would go deeper. Yes. And louder. Okay, yeah, you're right. And you'd have people speaking very, very much like this, and they're from Liverpool. Uh, well, <clears throat> Howard Hughes. Mm-hmm. Howard Hughes is a scouser. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he does a Scouse accent to prove he's from Liverpool, it really sounds like a fake Scouse accent. Yeah. I always think, well, that's... A... So he's he's taught himself... So, OK, well, OK, so you can change accent. Oh, you can change your accent. Mine's not but the same as But can you change... Was. Can you change Dombra? Yeah, I guess you can. Isn't that funny? Like, um, Lauren... I read Lauren Bacall's autobiography, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Because she doesn't care. She does not care about anything. Um... And she was taught when she first went started acting that she had to lower her voice, and that yeah. was the whole point, lower yeah. and slower. Yeah. Because women at that point were all talking like that. Yeah. So oh, it was God. that. Did you do that again? Weren't talking terribly like that. Gosh. That does, <clears throat> but she um. That's that's that's, that's unsettled in distant <laughs> memory. Let's go to let's hear let's hear Richard's voice. Good evening, Richard. Are you Ian? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, Richard. What have you got for us tonight? I just wanted to say thank you uh, for. Um, Get me through winter because uh, I listen to you and Kath every night, and uh, you got me through winter basically. Like uh, I've been through de- two detoxes, I've got mental health problems, oh. and uh, you really helped me out. You, I listen to you every night through winter, and uh, you know. Well, thank you, man. That's a very kind you thing. You got me through winter. Yeah. What about spring and, and summer? Nearly in autumn. Hey, thank you. Oh well, hey, listen, man. That's very kind of you. How is how is life treating you now? Um, I've got I've got five children. I've got my son's in the army. Oh. Um, my wife's left me because I've got mental health problems. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. But you know, you two got me through this winter. Who so is who is your favourite out of me and Kath? And be honest. Uh, Casabitch, you're all right. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> hang on a minute. Hang on a she's minute. A bitch to you. She what? She's a bitch to you. No, she, well, hang on, well, hang on a minute. I know you're saying that as a joke, but I ha- I, I have to flag up that Kath is my best mate. And uh, yeah. and I know you don't mean it like, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Mental health issues to one side. I know you don't mean it like that. But the term oh, bitch no. is very, very, very rude. Very rude and very a very hurtful word. Do you think? Just, you, no, I don't think. I know it's a very hurtful word, and okay. um, that's if, if, probably why my wife's left me there. Uh, <laughs> I think we're starting to get a good idea as to why. Um, <clears throat> you know, you you have just said something very very hurtful about my best mate, and if we were, you know, if if we were if not within the confines of the studio, I would tell you to f off, and I would suggest that Catherine and I move away. So just, I'm sorry, Ian. I'm sorry. You don't have to apologise to me, man. It's just. Uh, I'm on morphine. I've got. Uh, I've got. I, I, to be honest, I couldn't. I, you know what? I respect that. Of course, okay. I do. But uh, but I couldn't care less. In, in as much I just as. I wanted to say thank you, Ian, for okay. getting me through winter. Oh. I had, you know, April was snowing and. It okay. Was okay. Listen, care. dude. Dude. I dude. I really appreciate that, but I, um, I would really like it. Uh, but I would really like it if you would apologise for. There we go. May have slipped out. I'm not. It didn't. Okay. Just in case it did. Apologies to the people at home. Apologies to the people on YouTube. But you would have. Um, uh, you would have heard my true feelings on the radio. I'm sorry about that, Kath. Not your fault. No. 
because I thought that was starting out as a nice, fun... I thought that was starting out as a really nice... Um, you, if you didn't hear it, you won't have heard it at home. I told him to F off, because I'm not having that. I thought that was a nice, heartwarming thing, and I thought maybe he'd just... I gave him the benefit of the doubt and thought he'd just overstepped banter. As some people do with us, they overstep banter. Um, but no, he was a dick. He was an absolute dick, and I think we know exactly why his wife left him. I'm really sorry. That's all right. No, but you're, uh, that upsets me that someone would speak to you like well, that. Well, I, I know it's not true, so... Wow, wow. That upsets Fancy me. Fancy saying that to someone, anyone, but saying that to someone you don't know. I'm sorry. But mate. thinking that you would get it. Yeah, thinking I was in on the gag. No, not at all. No, here's, here's the thing. Me and Kath are allowed to slag each other off. That's it, right? Because we, we know each other very, very well, and there is a lot of affection in our... Sometimes Kath takes it a bit too far, if I'm honest, but there is a lot of affection in our... You know, we, we take the mick out of each other in the way that mates that know each other very well can do, but you, you can't. <laughs> it's what I'm saying, and if you do have a go at her... I'm sticking up for her, and if you have a gut me, she does the same thing, man. So that was out of order, Richard. That was I don't think that was Richard. about me. No. What do you think it was about? I think wife? that was about his problems with women. Yeah, I, I suspect so. Because no, I I know I didn't deserve that. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. And again, uh, I don't think that went out on the radio. If it did, sorry. On YouTube, I'm, I'm really sorry there. Uh, the late night alternative, Martin Onions, is on in 15 minutes. This is Talk Radio. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I've just got, I just turned around and I've just got a, a, a waft of myself and I, I'm a bit smelly. Are you? Yeah, I am a little I bit. I can't smell anything. Okay, well. I am. So, there. The Who have revived plans for a movie biopic? I never know. I always say biopic, but... I think it's... I mean, it's biography picture, but it's... So it should be biopic, but I think it's biopic. Almost. Biopic of their infamous wild drummer, Keith Moon, Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend have hired a new writer for the project, which fell apart five years ago. Daltrey admitted that he is concerned that the film must not become a story about the band, but solely on Moon's madcap antics over antics over two decades before his oh. death in 1970. Here's the thing: I used to buy totally into the um, uh, Keith Moon myth, and that, there's a wonderful autobiography, a, a, a wonderful biography about him called Dear Boy, and it's, it's a, and then like a few years ago, I thought, God, I bet he was a real pain in the ass. <laughs> what a night! What a nightmare! What an absolute... It's like having a, you know, a, a, a sugared-up nine-year-old all the time. I was just thinking time. exactly that. Well, just what a nightmare. He's a, I mean, he's an incredible drummer. Absolutely incredible drummer. But, you know, he used to dress up as um, Hitler and go goose-stepping around Golders Green. I mean... Top bounce, lads. I mean... Really... Many thought the project was dead after a string of producers and writers tried to carve a drama. Daltrey admitted there is a pulse and we are working on it. Um, it's, uh, it's not about The Who. It's a film about a drummer who happened to be in The Who. I just think, man, alive. I, 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 you know, when I was growing up, my favourite um, heroes were all rock stars that had taken a load of drugs, right? So Sid Barrett, 
Brian Wilson, um, Keith Moon, Arthur Lee, and all of these, uh, it, and it and it all sounded so cool and, and exciting. And then when I was much older, I went, oh yeah, those people either died really young. Or they went nuts and spent decades hiding either in the case of Sid Barrett in a council house in Cambridge, not coming out, or Brian Wilson he spent three years in bed, you know. And it never dawned on me that their lives were miserable. I never I never took that part of the story in. The only bit I took in was them taking acid and cocaine and having wild adventures and crazy times and, and having lots and lots of sex and... Um, but in those books, they should also write about the next day, the come down, and the all. The, oh, and I never took that. It took the the downside of that stuff in, unfortunately. So um, I went and did my own experiments, and uh, and you found the downside yourself. I found, I found the downside myself. So VR units, and I could start charging for this because I've got a VR unit. Right. VR units can help cure. Cancer. No, no, no they can't. <laughs> um, fear of heights can be beaten beaten by using virtual reality to simulate being perched on a tenth floor balcony. Right. But it can because it, 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 it for a lot of for a significant number of cases, um, phobias, which is an irrational fear, can be can be well you know it can be you, the fear of spiders can be overcome i've overcome my fear of spiders was it a phobia i don't know probably not it was a fear but i don't think it was a phobia you know but i can pretty the boys called me in there was a spider in the house the other day i managed to pick it up and chuck it out the window so you know i, I taught myself to overcome it but it's about having that inner conversation with yourself and yeah. saying this is not yeah this is not dangerous this is yeah. what was it you were saying in the jungle this is perfectly safe perfectly this safe, is perfectly, safe. perfectly safe it was it was it was it had to constantly sound that flipping thing 100 feet up in the air this is perfectly safe this is perfect all, all the time i was thinking if i'm honest i can say this now i was thinking about i think it's michael lush the guy that died on the noel edmund show oh god I was 100 feet up in the air thinking of Michael Lush. Honestly, I don't say that as a joke. And then when I jumped for that star, and I was told several times, you've you, you just got to hold on to it. You can't fall because you've got your harness, but you've got to hold on to it, and it stays there. And just before I did it, I said to Anna Deck, well, like, how far will I fall? They said, oh, no, you won't fall. So when I started falling 100 feet, feet I, I was thinking of Michael Lush. I thought, shit. I'm dead. This is another one of those stunts gone wrong. Honestly, I was terrified. Then when you I didn't bow- know it was a bungee. Didn't know it was a bungee. Then when I and I, I'm plummeting towards the floor, thinking, I'm dead, man. I'm dead. And then as I went up, I realised it was a bungee, and I just called them winkers. <laughs> you effing winkers! That was a proper moment. That though. that was horrendous. But it was genuinely, I, you know, was, for those who don't know the Michael Lush story, the, Noel Edmonds had a show, was it the Late Late Breakfast show? It was one of those shows he had before his house party. And um, he would pick a, 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 a viewer at random and then spin a wheel and they would then have seven days to do a stunt that they would do live on the show the next week. And it was this guy, I think his name was Michael Lush, and he was going to be taught to, to be an escapologist, but it was going to be in like a, a big sort of metal crate suspended 100 feet in the air from a crane and the stunt not on tv but in the week a couple of days before the show the stunt went wrong and the 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 crane dropped and this guy was killed and it was a huge thing and um and yeah genuinely i was thinking i was thinking of that because things can go wrong Mm. you've all seen the footage of um you've all laughed even though it's actually horrible footage 
of Anthea Turner getting set alight. Yeah. And we, we've watched it and we've all sniggered, even though it's horrible. Another one that we've all sniggered at, but is horrible, is Bobby Davro in The Stocks. Have you seen that? No, I don't think I have. Well, excuse, allow me to... Um, I was thinking of the Michael Jackson Pepsi thing. His hair yeah, set on fire. Yep, yep, yep. Let me show you this. this is that was one of the contributing factors to his problems later on, so they say. I'm, I'm going to show you this. This is horrible, right? Well... No one dies. No one dies. But it's it's horrible, right? So this is a famous clip that they use in safety films at the television company. So it is... And it's all... Everyone laughs at it. It's Jim Bowen, Lionel Blair and Cheggers. And they are... They've got Bobby Davro in some stocks. He's got his head and his arms in, right? Have a, have a look at this. Pulled his trousers down. That's a sex assault. Watch. He's about two foot in the air. Good old Checkers, straight in Cheggers there. Checkers is great. I love Checkers. He's about foot in the air. Locked into a thing. And he falls forward. And of course he can't... Straight onto his face. He can't stop it. Cannot stop it. Boom. God. And that's heavy. That was heavy, that, as well. Horrible. I mean, and I've watched that. And I'm going to be honest, I've laughed at that. And I think now, God, you laughed at that? That's horrific, man. That's horrific. Just being honest. You know, it's... it's uh, 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 he's lucky he's not got brain damage. Where is Bobby Davro these days? What is Bobby Davro doing these days? I don't know. He's still alive, isn't he, Davro? Yeah. Can we get Davro on the show? I bet we can. Let's get Davro on the show. I, 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 you know, another one of those people that was a huge star. Let's get. Let's see if we can get Davro on the show. Maybe we'll go and see him at a theatre somewhere and and um, and interview him over tea or something. That'd be nice. Let's get Bobby Davro on. Um, it's an incredible, incredible clip. Um. Here comes Ma- here comes Martin Onions. Hello. Hello, Martin. Have you had a haircut? Yes, I have. Yeah. Thank you for noticing. It's, what, it's my my special power is yeah. noticing people when That's they've brilliant. had haircuts. It's very rare a heterosexual man yeah, notices no, your haircut. I notice so. these things. I take it on board yeah. and I'm observing. Well, well taken. Thank nice you. to see you on a. What, I don't know what day it is today. I'm on well, a, it's Friday morning. They call it here. I call it Thursday night. Thursday night. Yeah. I don't think it's morning until you've had a sleep. No, I don't think so. Either. No. Yeah. Um, so you're, we don't normally we'd see you on a Friday night yeah, you, and a Saturday night. And I will be here those two nights. I'm okay. standing in for uh, Paul Ross. Okay. Who He's yeah. gone to Italy. Part oh, timer. This the, the Paul Ross really needs to buck up his ideas. If he he's wants by to a lake it. in Italy. I saw a picture wow. on. Uh, so I mean, he's not told me that, but I saw a picture <laughs> on social. You know, saw a picture in your mind. Yes. You All right. Well, so then, what have you got tonight? Well, we got Trump. Uh, obviously, he's yep. given this uh, exclusive interview to the Sun, oh. and uh, we're playing it. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. So uh, he's given his views on. How Boris Johnson should be uh, Prime Minister. Yeah. Um, oh, he said that um, Theresa May didn't take his advice on Brexit. He oh. knows how to negotiate a deal. You know, the usual stuff. <laughs> uh, it's me, me, me. It's yeah. Trump. It's narcissism. It's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, I keep a balanced view. But hey, you're not at the BBC anymore. Ah, not, you're not working with those suckers. You can tell us what you think. Yes. Well, it's narcissism gone mad. You should have listened to him. Yeah. He knows it's a very bad deal, very bad, uh, everything's bad, or it's yeah. you know, very good. Um, but we, we, we've um, we've got sort of eight clips of Trump from this interview, talking yeah. about various things. We're talking about trade and all that. 
And as well as that, we've got... But the important thing that we've got is there's an exhibition in New York at Ripley's, believe it or not. Of the, the fingernails. The fingernails. We've been talking about the fingernails. We will, we've got to stop there, Martin. You, you save it's those so fingernail yeah, powders. Yeah, will uh, We'll be back tonight at 10. Uh, Martin Kerner is up next. Ta-ta.